Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is on Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, and my guest is Matt Poland. Hi, say hi, Matt. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Matt, why don't you tell uh, tell the people here a little bit about yourself before uh, we jump in? Uh, I am a journalism student in a master's program at Kent State University. I love focusing on uh, gaming journalism every opportunity I get. I've had an article published in GamePro magazine, which unfortunately is now defunct. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing Pokemon since it came out, and I believe it was 1998. Yep. All right, yeah. So we're talking about Gold and Silver here. These are two games. These uh, these two games came out October 14th, 2000. Uh, that's my birthday. So it was a really nice birthday <laughs> gift. Uh, well, what, what age would I have been then? Eleven. Uh, yeah, yeah I, would have, I would have been 12 or 13. Okay. That sounds all right. Yeah. So that was a real real nice uh, birthday gift. And I, I think I think that was something that was like a midnight launch that I might have gone to. Cause Were they doing midnight launches all the way back then? Maybe. Maybe it was like a Toys R Us thing. Because I, I just remember getting the game, having it at home, and starting to play. And the only thing I could get were Hoot Hoots. Because uh, as we're going to talk about, one of the new changes uh, was a day-night cycle. Uh, that, that happened in this. So I'm like, where's where's all the things that should I should be catching first? And it's like, no, nah, it's just all hoot hoots. Um, uh, Crystal would follow uh, in the same vein as uh, the yellow for red and blue series. Uh, Crystal would come out July 21st, 2001, uh, and and it would uh, get a couple more changes. I don't the the changes in Crystal I don't feel were as uh, as different as the changes that Yellow made uh, in terms of uh, what the what the previous two games were of. Oh yeah, Yellow was a much bigger jump in terms of changing the story at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, we can focus mainly on Gold and Silver, and then uh, there are a couple things that we can mention about Crystal a little bit later. Uh, I will also mention to the uh, listeners at home that. Uh, when this podcast is is being made here, uh, November or, yeah November first of 2013, Pokemon X and Y has been out for a couple weeks now. Uh, I think two or three. Yeah, something like that. So Matt and I have both been playing a decent amount of that, and by decent I mean a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I get seventy hours today. Oh man. Uh, so I'm sure that uh, some X and Y discussion is going to definitely bleed into this. And probably end up dominating the conversation at some point. But uh, we're going to try our best at the moment to stick stick to gold and silver. Uh, so let's just talk about some of the new things that that happened in gold and silver. They were it was a huge uh, renovation over the original games, and and there's just so much new stuff. I mean, we can we can decide what's important enough to really go into and what we can just kind of skip over. But but let me just you know start with one of these things here. We have two new types. Uh, we have dark type and uh, steel type, um, and that matches the I want to say thirteen types that there were before. I can't quite remember. 
It's the the chart is really convoluted at this point. <laughs> yeah, um, I I mean I'm sure I could name them all off to you. I just not at the moment can remember exactly how many. Anyway, there are two new types: dark and steel. And really, the idea is to uh, to diminish the power that psychics had in the first game. Uh, there really wasn't an answer to to the psychic type, uh, and because it was supposed to be bug, and uh, you know there which were... never really made sense to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Bugs' brains are so small that Psychic can't affect them. Maybe? No. Yeah, maybe somebody at Nintendo just watched a Futurama episode with Fry and just saw that, (laughs) even though that show wasn't quite made at that point. Um, yeah, I guess these bugs are just too stupid, and in any case, it didn't really matter. And I guess, I'm not sure if at that time ghosts were supposed to be superior to Psychics, but the, the only ghost moves didn't do anything anyway yeah um, so I, I mean nintendo our game freak rather saw this oversight and said okay we're, we're gonna fix this uh so we have dark and steel and dark dark types are completely unaffected by psychic types uh, there just weren't a whole hell of a lot in gold and silver uh, there were a couple though and they were definitely more effective than than bug types before uh we got some new bug moves to make those a little stronger and then i'm Pretty sure psychic is not not very effective to steal. Am I right? Can't quite remember. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, Again, I that's one of those things that you can't really use logic to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. To reason out. I don't know, because like psychics could bend steel, right? So that would because Sabrina and Alakazam has spoons, and what does this mean? Um, it's uh, let's see, it's generation two onward. Um. Yeah, it does half damage to steel, so okay. they can only sort of end steel. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, it takes a lot of brain power. Uh, but but with this, we had uh, a bunch of new Pokemon. There were a hundred new Pokemon here, and a lot of them took, uh, or a decent amount of them took uh, advantage of some of these types. Um, trying to remember some dark types here. We have Houndor and Houndoom. That's a that's fire and dark, uh, and Sneasel. I remember as ice and dark. Uh, and then I'm I'm gonna start blanking on other ones. There was Murkrow. Murkrow, is... yeah, that was uh, that was in my mind too. Yeah, Umbreon. Oh right, yeah. Evie got Evie got two new evolutions: uh, Umbreon yeah. and Espeon for a for a psychic type. Umbreon, as well. Umbreon's one of my top three favorite. Really? Just like of all I mean, time, or in terms, Just in terms of looks, not necessarily how useful it is to use. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think it's got a great design. Yeah, it's definitely a cool looking Pokemon with the the black and gold. Um, uh, trim to it. Um, so we've got these new Pokemon. We've got um, the idea of held items. So uh, Pokemon can can hang on to things like uh, berries, which is also a new thing that allowed them to uh, you know, recover from stat changes instantly if they were holding the right type of berry, or uh, could even uh, replenish some HP. Uh, it could they could uh, hold these other items, something uh, like the Amulet coin, which would uh, was the am- I, was the amulet coin something that was in red and blue, that was just a held item. I am not uh, sure if it was. A regular. Inventory. I think there was a move. There was a move that Meowth had in, in the first generation. Right. Paid payday. You threw money and maybe you got extra money. Yeah, I think you just picked up a little extra money afterward because that that was so weird that it would always say coins scattered everywhere after yeah. that move was used. Um, I'm, I'm going to say no, there was no such thing as an amulet coin until gold and silver. But that was something that 
if the Pokemon with the amulet coin fought, uh, you would get double the prize money from uh, wh- whoever you uh, defeated in battle. And then there's the lucky egg, too, which kind of does the same for experience. Right. Uh, so, so lots of things here. There were items that boosted the power of specific types moves uh, a little bit, and and those would always those were the ones that I always wanted. They just seemed like the coolest things that I was giving my Alakazam a twisted spoon because that one made I saw sense. One of those and, today. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, so those like that that stuff was pretty cool, um, and and some of these held items, something like the metal coat. Uh, would be used to get some of these new evolutions. So uh, Scyther into Sizer and uh, Onyx into Steelix uh, if you traded these Pokemon with these held items on. Uh, Before, in in Generation 1, we had uh, Machoke and Haunter and Graveler and uh, the fourth one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shit. Kadabra. Yeah, Kadabra. Ah, oh, God, we've been talking about Alakazam all this time. Um, so if those Pokemon you could just trade before, and they would evolve. Uh, in this one, they needed to actually have the held item on. So if you gave the Metal Coat to uh, Ste- or to Onix or uh, Scyther, uh, they would come out on the other end as a new Pokemon. That would, and back that would... then, it was a lot harder to find duplicate items if it was even possible at all. So it was kind of a big decision. It's like, I'm, I'm evolving this one, and then I kind of got to stick with him. Right. And, and I think they're kind of getting back to that a little bit in X and Y, because uh, there are a few items at least. Uh, and, and I'm not super... I, I've tried to kind of get a media blackout on X and Y, so I don't know all of the particulars. But uh, it, it seems like it's kind of difficult to get items like uh, the Dusk Stone or the Dawn Stone uh, or, or some of these evolutionary items uh, with those two. There's always some insane way that somebody finds out a way to grind it or to ape the system that you're able to do that. But yeah, I don't think I've found a Dusk Stone yet. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Sidebar where I can get really technical. There's one in a cave, in, in Terminus Cave, and then there's one you get from a Team Flare uh, guy in one of the cities uh, that he's just standing around, but you have to have beaten the Elite Four before he'll give you one. That sounds familiar. I think I got at least one of those. So you get two that way, and then you can get more by doing the super training uh, when you, I guess there's like an Aegislash uh, stage, and if you keep grinding that, you'll occasionally get one of those stones. And I only know that because I went through specifically to find how to get more dusk stones aka you have to be the patron saint of grinding yeah exactly uh we'll talk about super train later and how much i don't like it but yeah. <laughs> um but now back to golden <laughs> you're back to your regular scheduled gold and silver here um held items held items uh were there any other pokemon that used held items in this one all i remember is metal coat offhand to evolve yeah king's rock so oh yes uh, uh, King's Rock, Slowbro, Slowbro and Politoed, uh, Poly, Poly World to Politoed. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of, a lot of interesting ways to, uh, enhance the Pokemon from, from the previous generation. Uh, we also had, huh? Old items more than anything, probably one of the most revolutionary things that happened to Pokemon gameplay. Really? Would you, why would you say that? Competitive battling. I mean, you there there are things you can do with with these items that are just ridiculous. Like there's a there's a lot of trick strategies. Probably one of the more well known ones is it called a fear rattata, 
where you give it a, uh, I think, a focus sash, which means that it uh, holds on to one HP. Mm -hmm. And then you can egg breed it to have endure or something like that. Either way, you, you end up being able to tank level 100s with a level 1 Rattata using a held <laughs> item and a couple of moves. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's one of the more outrageous examples of how to use a held item, but sure. uh, from everything from like battling to getting extra effort value points when you're training, held items, it's like it's hard to imagine what it would be without them. Yeah, and I mean, at the very least, like something like a quick claw that every once in a while will just let you go first, even though oh, your, yeah. your speed might be much slower than the other Pokemon. That's that's definitely something that's uh, a pretty revolutionary in terms of in terms of the really straight battling. Uh, maybe maybe to the layman or just the casual player, they're just like, oh yeah, it's a thing that occasionally I'll use. But uh, yeah, if you're doing something more competitive, those items really start to show their value. Um, Speaking of kind of the new evolutionary stuff, there it, it wasn't just uh, new evolutions; it was also uh, previous evolutions that uh, got some some new things here. We we were uh, introduced to the idea of baby Pokemon, um, things like Igglybuff and Cleffa and Pichu and Pichu, yeah. and Togepi. I well, yeah, I mean Togepi is basically a baby Pokemon. Um, and I'm I'm gonna forget the rest. There was one for Magmar, uh, Magby, and Alekid. Yeah, um, I loved Alekid. I thought that was the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. And I was sad that he had you just to... want to jam him into an outlet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he was one actually one of the first Pokemon uh, shown from from Gold and Silver when they were uh, teasing out some of the things that would be in this new generation. We of course we remember Meryl. Uh, A.K.A. Pika Blue that we had Pika for forever. Uh, knowing if your that... dad worked at Nintendo, he would tell you <laughs> that if you beat the Elite 400 times and move the truck, you'd find a Mew or a Meryl or something. Yeah, God, so many, so many memories. Um, we actually did talk a lot about uh, some of those secrets and not so secrets uh, that happened in Red and Blue uh, in that episode, uh, episode ten. Um, and and there were some of those things that kind of came through. I know there were some glitchy things that could happen in Gold and Silver too, uh, but there there definitely wasn't the ease of something like missing no that you yeah. could you could get to really easily. Uh, but there definitely were like duplication tricks and things like that. You'd pull out your link cable at the right time and oh, uh, link cables. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way, baby. Um, so we're talking about, um, we're talking about the eggs, uh, and that, that ties in, Every, all of this stuff just ties in, it makes it so seamless, but we, we go from the evolutionary items into the previous Pokemon, into the idea of breeding, which, I mean, there was a daycare center in red and blue, but they would just hang on to your Pokemon, and... That was basically for your Magikarp. Yeah, definitely. I, a place to, a place where your Pokemon could fuck up its moves, because they would just delete them, uh, oh, automatically. Absolutely. And it would be terrible, and I'd never used it. But in in Gold and Silver, you absolutely had to use the the daycare center here because that's how you would get uh, your Pokemon to breed and and make new Pokemon or get some of the old ones that um, that maybe you couldn't quite get. Um, actually, that's something I really just to make another tangent into X and Y. That's something I really don't like is that I think they've uh, made the breeding a lot harder. And a lot more necessary, which is just kind of 
taking up a whole lot of extra time that I don't want to put I agree into with the making it a whole lot more necessary because if you want to battle, I, at least if you're obsessive like I am, you want to make sure you have the quote-unquote right type of Pokemon that you've bred. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually having a lot more luck than I've had before in terms of getting the right thing that really? I want. Well, I've been I've been finding it, and and it's possible that our just the things that we want out of Pokemon breeding are slightly different, uh, yeah. which I think is a really cool thing about Pokemon is that people play it in such different ways. Uh, I I kind of play Pokemon to get through the story, and then to collect them all, and then to just kind of have a couple that I really like as my favorites. I'm definitely not competitive in it. Uh, I I don't have I don't really care about making the absolute best competitive team. I just really want to make a team that's great for uh, the single player and going through and beating the Elite Four as fast as possible and leveling guys up to 100. And and I, it's, I, I feel like I'm slightly on the more casual side or I'm on the more hardcore side of casual. That makes sense. I mean, I, I EV trained my Froki completely after the first rival battle. So I feel like that... Was kind of an insane thing to do, <laughs> but and, he was a, he was a tank through the whole game, and and some, that's something I would never do. I, I I think that people who put time into the EVs, the effort values, and and what's the IVs? Yeah, IVs. That's one thing I don't even really try to mess with that much. Okay, um, it's just it's a crapshoot. Like just getting all these special specific numbers, and and X and Y makes it a little bit easier to do to find that information than the previous games have. It does. It's, it's a lot easier. Uh, but but still, like that's I don't think that's uh, something I want to get into because the games are pretty easy on their own. I, I Nobody needs to go grinding effort values to get through the main single-player game. No, absolutely uh, not. It, I feel it, like it's actually a lot easier than it has been in previous generations. Yeah, definitely. I beat the Elite Four on my first try through X and Y. Um, which would definitely was not something that happened when I was playing Diamond and, and Pearl. I mean, they had a fire and a water type. Could they have really made it easier? <laughs> yeah, I and I feel like the Elite Four really... Okay, we're, we're just kind of getting into full X and Y talk. <laughs> we'll get back to Gold and Silver at some point. Um, but yeah, the Elite Four really felt like uh, they didn't try to trick you as much as they used to, where it was like, oh, I'm ground type, but then I also have... Uh, you know, uh, some Pokemon that's really good against water and grass, uh, or it has a secondary type that'll make something else uh, really uh, ineffective. Um, the toughest part was the was the steel guy. Yeah, I, he's he's got the one Aegislash uh, that's ghost and steel, so you can't use fighting moves on it. But yeah. it, as long as you got a fire type, you can pretty so much roll go. through all of it. And uh, and I got that Charmander real quick, so I had a, a really yeah, nice. Yeah, considering uh, they gave you access to pretty much three different types of starters, I feel like they were tailoring it so that you would still have them by the time you got there. Definitely. Um, so uh, <laughs> okay, kind of getting back uh, into into gold and silver here. Sure. So you had your breeding, uh, and from the breeding, you have genders. Uh, Pokemon now have genders. Before they were just. Kind of these whatever uh, they were just Pokemon, um, asexual organisms. <laughs> exactly, but now uh, everybody's got a gender. Even the Pokemon that you trade over from your previous games, which that was pretty huge too, having that backwards compatibility with your previous games uh, to bring in, you know, that old Dragonite that you had that was level one hundred that was always your best. 
so now he can come in and oh you found out he's he's actually a girl uh, whoops yeah. um so you've been you've been calling him you've been calling him the wrong name this whole time the level 100 venusaur that you knew so well is <laughs> your guy is actually your girl yeah well yeah <laughs> Uh, but the idea of genders and having to, to uh, put Pokemon together that were of separate genders, but were in the same egg group. The idea that uh, there were s- specific types of Pokemon, even though they were uh, different uh, types, uh, different element types, uh, they still fell into the same group because they kind of looked like each other, I guess. So, so the idea that uh, you could have these kind of hybrid <laughs> Pokemon almost. Well, there's the there's the famous you could breed a whale lord and a skitty. Yeah, because that makes sense. Makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> um, so we we have now these these genders and these types and egg groups and uh, or you could just throw in a ditto because dittos have no gender, they have no egg group. It's just a ditto. And Everybody's favorite sex slave. <laughs> And uh, and that's what that's kind of my problem with X and Y. I have a ditto. I found one. I tossed it in there. I tossed it in with a, a pupitar, and the guy said, "Yeah, they're not really getting along that well." And I went, well, shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> thankfully that hasn't happened to me yet. Uh, well, my ditto's been very promiscuous. Damn. Well, I need to get a new ditto, or maybe maybe it was just a time thing, and now they've gotten to know each other a little bit, and I need to go back. <laughs> but uh, I haven't. I haven't really put a lot of time into it, but I, I did notice that, wait, why doesn't the ditto twi- trick work like it used to? Uh, so maybe that's why I'm having uh, some issues with the breeding. Uh, but especially in X and Y, I feel like you're getting a lot of Pokemon that are already evolved uh, when you find them in the wild. Uh, much more than I think previous games had. Where I found I, I found a... Um, I found tons of Gravelers, and I couldn't find any Geodudes. Yeah, that seemed weird to me, too. So then you'd have to like, you'd have to go breed it so you could have a Geodude, and then you could raise it up from there. Uh, but it just seems, to somebody, somebody like me, again, who doesn't really care about getting the exact right Pokemon, the exact right one with the nature or the uh, EV values or whatever it needs... Uh, I just want one of them. I just want to fill up my Pokedex. So I, I also kind of feel like, oh, I'm attached to the first one I got. Like, that's that's mine. Uh, so when I have to breed one and then get to get the uh, first form, I just feel like, well, this, this guy who's already evolved, what am I supposed to do with him? And he's just... He's just a number to you now. Yeah, exactly. And thankfully, X and Y does give you something to do with that, uh, with uh, things like wonder trading or, or just going to the GTS, the uh, whatever trading system, global trading system, uh, that I guess you can do something with that. But then I always feel bad. It's like, oh, you were my first, and now you're somebody else's seventh or eighth. Oh, that's so sad. Tell that to my box of, like, 24 Froakies. <laughs> um Anyway, we again we're we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves here. Um, po- uh, we we talked about it right at the beginning here, but we also have a, a day night cycle that started and uh, a game that has a battery in it that remembers the day of the week. So you'd have things like uh, the groomer, uh, which would would the groomer allow you to uh, groom one Pokemon a day or something like that? 
Oh, it was, I, I don't even remember the groomer, but all of those things were once a day. It was infuriating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like the, the groomer would, would make your Pokemon a little happier. Uh, so that would be the place that you took your Eevee every day. So it would evolve into either Umbreon or Espeon, which was based on the uh, time of day uh, the, and that day-night cycle. Um, so Pokemon insinu- insinuating itself into your everyday life, whether you <laughs> Or not. Yeah, I mean, it already had with red and blue, but now it just took advantage of it. Uh, like, I tried to catch a Rotom today, but apparently you can only find him in trash cans on Tuesdays. Oh my god. I would never even do that. Ugh. Yeah, I'm making, I'm making a friend breed it for me. I'm like, I looked through a couple trash cans and I, I was like, I give up. That's... It's cool that they have that, but... Oh man, I guess... I, I just was, assumed uh, that the only... four. I wanted to catch that ghost balloon, and he was only Friday mornings. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Ruby and Sapphire; those are definitely my least favorite of the series, and uh, I can't wait for episode thirty. I try to do these every ten episodes, and, and sorry I messed up on this one, where uh, you guys got instead a really great interview about Vanished for episode twenty, but. I made up for it with 21. Anyway, uh, so when episode 30 comes, I can't wait to rip into the things that I hate about Ruby and Sapphire. And people want remakes of that so bad. <sighs> well, yeah, actually, can we just talk about that right now? We have uh, we have remakes of Red and Blue with Fire Red and Leaf Green. Which were great. Which, yeah, those might be my favorites of all time. Uh, then we have uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver that came out for the DS. Also uh, pretty damn good. Well, yeah, again, amazing, and probably because they were remakes of two of the better Pokemon games to begin with. Um, so next up would theoretically be Ruby and Sapphire. I don't know if I want that or care. I'll probably play it, but I don't I don't think it's necessary at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't not play it uh, if they put exactly. more or less that's a right. mainline. Like, oh, that's why you're mad about it, because you have to. Right, exactly. Um, but... Well, I'll save the the venom for Ruby and Sapphire until that episode. Yeah. Uh, maybe Matt can come back and and we can trash that series a little bit. Um, <laughs> but let's get back to the good things of Gold and Silver here. Um, that that day night cycle and the and the days of the week thing. I remember the bug catching contest was always something that I was I loved to do. It made it really easy to catch a Scyther or a Pincer, which were so really cool when they were so rare and hard to get in the first game going to the safari, safari zone, zone only right yeah definitely and and now that, it's just oh yeah I, I remember being infuriating the only thing i could do was throw like cheese or rocks at these things uh-huh yeah and then that chancy would just run away and you go wait but please stay <laughs> and, oh no okay fine what am i gonna do with this tm for soft boiled um, <laughs> nothing <laughs> Yeah, not even give it to Chansey, because fuck that move. Um, so now we have, uh, we also have tons of new moves. There's pretty much an entirely new list of TMs. Uh, there weren't a whole lot that made the that made the uh, cut. I'm pretty sure that, uh, I, I mean, I know Earthquake uh, is always going to be TM26 forever, but, uh, <laughs> but the rest of them felt like they all changed. Uh, I can't remember what TM1 was in, in Red and Blue, but now it's like Dynamic Punch. That you oh, get I can't from the gym. keep up with that anymore. <laughs> I only know because I looked it up just now to make sure the of the, the TMs and HMs that change. Gen 1 Mega Punch. Yes, Mega Punch, that's right. Um, now and now so now it's... Claws. <laughs> whatever that even means. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but we got we got new move, a ton of new moves, uh, a lot of Dark-type moves, Ghost-type moves that actually 
were effective this time and did something. Uh, some moves changed types. Moves like Gust went from a normal move into a flying move. It makes more sense. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, uh, something like Sand Attack changed into a ground move, which makes some sense, but also changes things when you're uh, uh, when you're talking about uh, a Pokemon with flying is now unaffected by Sand Attack because they change that through <laughs> or, sand attack anyway yeah, yeah it's it's something to have in your in your inventory until you don't until you get a fourth move yeah uh, and then you can get rid of it or a fifth move i guess um and then we got two new hms as well the the first five stayed like they were uh but then we got T, uh, hm6 which was whirlpool and hm7 which is waterfall and uh and that just Gold and Silver is where you had a water Pokemon HM bitch. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you had some of that in, in Gen 1, but but now, since basically all the water types could learn all three moves, why not just put them all on one Pokemon that you'll never, ever Surf, use for real battering? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so those moves, again, just to kind of uh, block off different paths... Uh, like they had in the first game, but to, to try to make it a little different. Uh, this is also the uh, the headbutt came into this one too, which were just uh, we got moves that were were regular moves, but they did things outside of the uh, outside of normal battles as well. Uh, why they weren't called HMs, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's just so you didn't have to be stuck with them. Uh, for the Which full I don't game. know. Don't even get me started about how tired I am of that. Yeah, I I don't know how many more rock climbs or uh, rock smashes or headbutts I can handle anymore. Uh, it's 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 getting to be too much. I'm sorry, but 718 Pokemon is getting just a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, just remembering the good days of Gold and Silver, where there were only seven HMs and only 251 Pokemon, and we liked it that way um uphill both ways for a kangaskhan yeah definitely had to we had to rock climb both ways it was terrible um i mean we also got a, a brand new story here that that's a pretty obvious one brand new story we had the the new land of johto um and but we also got a revamp kanto which i think really made this game so much more interesting yeah, absolutely is, and I'm I'm amazed that the other games haven't taken more advantage of that. I, I understand why something like Ruby and Sapphire didn't go back to all three places, but yeah. uh, to to miss out on on going back and and seeing that fan service of well, whatever happened to Cinnabar Island? Oh, the volcano actually exploded! Oh, that's crazy! Or uh, what happened to Giovanni after Team Rocket disbanded? And uh, or well, look, Brock has actual Pokemon that are above level ten now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's amazing. How how did that guy get to be a gym leader uh, with these weak ass Pokemon? A level ten Geo dude. How times have changed. Um, I, I actually didn't play Gen two until really late in uh, middle school, and I didn't had no idea because I wasn't as much of an internet addict back then. I had no idea that you would even get to go to Kanto after the Elite Four, so that was like one of the best surprises ever. Yeah, I, I was I was super into Pokemon at this time, so I had all the magazines. I got the strategy guide right away because I knew I wanted to know where to catch everything, what beat what, any of that stuff. Uh, and I, I probably tossed the strategy guide away and played through the whole game really quickly just because I was enthralled with it. But then 
to figure out things like, oh, when's the bug catching contest again? I can't remember, and I don't want to go over oh, there. Yeah. Just pull that thing out. Um, this was this was kind of the golden age, at least for me, the golden age of strategy guides and and why you would ever have one. Oh, it was. Whenever I go by, like, when I went to pick up XY, and they're like, hey, would you like the strategy guide? Uh, sir, I've got 15 years of experience playing Pokemon and the internet. Yeah, that, that last one's kind of big. <laughs> hey, hey, Game Facts, where can I find a Dusk Stone? Oh, in these three places? All right, thank you very much. I, I guess I don't need to need that strategy guide anymore. It is kind of nice to have those things, though. They, they it have it all in I a real nice I still have my package. red and blue strategy guide somewhere. I've got... I've got two red and blue strategy guides. I've got the one with uh, the Pikachu on the front that has all the um, all the like different. It had the stickers in the back. It had 151 stickers one. Uh, or 150 stickers. I don't think they had a Mew sticker in there. Um, but but that one was super helpful. That was my main one, and now it's got like covers ripped off and pages that are missing. And then I also had the the Prima one uh, that had Charizard on the front. I think um, I had that one. And that, and that one's nice. Uh, that one had all this kind of uh, extra information that was just kind of like flavor text that the strategy guide people made in. Or it's like, what? What is this guy's issue? It, he's just I, like it would be. I mean, it wouldn't be just. Uh, hey, here's the fisherman. He gives you this rod. Uh, but they would talk about the mayor of uh, of like. Uh, oh shit! I'm forgetting the names. Um, What's uh what's the Safari Zone uh town Fuchsia. called? Fuchsia. So like the mayor of Fuchsia who needed his gold teeth and but they talk before and they give a little bubble is like, What's his deal? Why can't he talk? And <laughs> then like a page later they go, Oh, you need to bring him back his teeth so he can talk. Uh, wh- why? Why would you tell me about him before just as a way of filling a little space? Um Alright, again. This, <laughs> when I'm talking about Pokemon, I will I will uh, go on a lot of tangents, as as you oh, guys can, can probably tell. Um, so I'm trying to think of other other new things that were in in uh, Gold and Silver here. We we talked about natures and, and talked about uh, quite a bit of this stuff. Can you think probably of anything? Probably the else? hardest gym fight. Uh, the hardest gym fight, man. Whitney's Whitney's Mill Tank. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. That was that was definitely the hardest one. Um, Man, burn in hell. <laughs> she would just use rollout, and you just couldn't take it down before it just messed you up. Before um, it did that move where it apparently drinks its own milk to restore its health. <laughs> That's really creepy. Yeah. Oh god. god. And you, it was a normal gym, and you didn't have fighting at that point in the game, so it was rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it was. It was really interesting to see uh, the the new types that they had gyms for. Uh, in fact, they they did everything different from Generation One. They had uh, so when you you went through all the new gyms, and then when you went to Kanto, you'd go through all the basically old gyms. The only one that was really different was uh, was uh, Gary or Blue or whatever you named your rival. Uh, who would now be the uh, Viridian gym leader instead of Giovanni? But everybody else basically kept their own their types uh, again. They would have they would have new Pokemon Gen two stuff or at least uh, further evolved Pokemon since they'd be farther in the game. But or uh, since Koga was Elite Four at that point, his uh, was it his daughter or niece or something? Yeah, something like that. She was still poison though. Was the point? Yeah. Right. Um, and then, uh, but but they would have. Uh, I think that ended up being what that'd be sixteen gyms. 
So now there were 17, 17 types, because uh, dark, there was no dark gem. I remember that. Um, but everything, everything else had a gem. Uh, and the first one you'd start off with was Faulkner, and he was flying, which made it really hard if you pick grass at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, much much harder than uh, than having the fire type at the beginning of Gen 1, because Onyx and Geodude didn't even know rock moves at that point, I'm pretty sure. I think it was just a lot of bind and a lot of tackle and defense curl. Um, Which defense curl, that was it. Yeah, God. Um, but yeah, but Faulkner actually had flying type moves and would mess up all the bugs that you just caught to, to try to have something in your party. Um, so you, you had to hope cause you definitely didn't have an electric type at that point. You had to hope that you picked a, a water or fire, uh, to, to do something cause Chikorita would just get messed up. Um, Gen 2 was the only generation besides, uh, five that I picked fire. Really? I, yeah, I don't know why. I just I liked I liked Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil looked pretty badass. I had a friend who, who really liked Totodile, uh, and but Totodile was great. But then when he evolved, he looked stupid. He gets so, that beer gut. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't ever deal with that. I was I was a Cyndaquil guy all the way, and then uh, I think my second playthrough because I ended up I ended up getting all the games eventually. Um, I I thankfully don't do that anymore. I I just buy one and stick with it, but. Uh, before, when I was like, oh, I gotta have the type advantages, I have this Game Boy Color now, and oh, yeah. I have my original Game Boy, so I, I can close the loop. I don't need friends. What are you talking about? I'll do all of this friends. myself. Um, so, uh, Chikorita, I think, was my second one, because I, I really liked uh, Meganium, or however you pronounce that. Because um, that is the fucking dinosaur, man. <laughs> um, I like Venusaur, too. Yeah, I... Got, I I was never a Venusaur fan. I didn't feel like he had enough moves that he could use. Ah, uh, that's my boy right there. What What do you put... Okay, what do you put on a Venusaur? Now? Yeah, uh, no, then. Then? Yeah. Razor Leaf, man. Good start. You aren't going to give it Solar Beam. I feel like that's... Uh, razor Leaf, Solar Beam? No, why would you give it Solar Beam? Because it, I was 10. Okay, well, it's not. it's definitely not powerful enough, and it takes way too long to get off. And you would be now, dead though. because everything else uh, would... Everything can kill grass for some reason. My Mega Venusaur has been tanking. <laughs> Do, does Mega Venusaur... Uh, like, it just takes so many hits? It doesn't actually make the sun come out, does it? No, he uh, loses his weakness to fire and ice. Oh, shit. That's kind of awesome. And it's hilarious when someone hits him with a flamethrower and it says, Wow, it was super effective. And it takes off about nothing. Oh, that's fantastic. So psychic and flying is really the only thing you can do, Sam. Man. Because I've got... I, I picked Charmander, so I have uh, Mega Charizard Y. And uh, he he makes the sun come out real bright. And he can learn Solar Beam. So that's that that has been amazing to just chew through any water Pokemon. Uh, to be able to just, oh yeah, I'm going to turn on the sun now to half your damage, and I can hit you with the strongest grass move ever uh, um, in a single and turn. And not have to worry about a drawback. Yeah. Um, so, hey, remember Gold and Silver? <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Uh, I mean, I feel like we covered at least most of the new stuff from Gold and Silver. Uh, Crystal didn't add a whole lot of new stuff. We got the Battle Tower now, uh, which... Uh, how much of the Battle Tower did you ever use? 
Oh, not a whole lot. Yeah, I, I just, it didn't get you anything. You didn't get an experience out of it. That just killed it for me. Did it change the color of your trainer card back then or get you stars on that? Maybe, possibly. That's the only reason I ever did any of that stuff. I feel like the colors might be right. I don't know if there were any stars. That's um, when I get super obsessive. Like when I was making the movies in black and white just to <laughs> get my trainer card stars. Nice. Um, and I mean, really, what it felt like the big revelation for, for Crystal was that, hey, now you can play as a girl. And, and now yeah. things feel... Uh, things are equal and all that's great. And I, of course, you play through Crystal as a girl because that's the point, right? Um, I, I mean, I've always played as a guy in every other one, but for Crystal, when I, hey, I've already played through gold and I've played through silver, yeah, let's yeah. let's bring in the girl for uh, for uh, Crystal. I still have not picked the girl. I almost did this time. <laughs> I thought that would be weird. Though. Actually, I take that back. I had the girl in diamond, but I still called her Chase. Which just makes everything stupid. I, I, I was real stupid back then. I don't know. It's Japanese. It works. It's a weird game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I know one thing we didn't really talk about. We didn't talk about the uh, the stat split. Uh, I, Pokemon before had uh, attack, defense, speed, uh, special. And did I miss one? No, I think I got them all right. But now we have attack. a... Huh? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, attack, defense, speed, and special. Um, and and now in gold and silver we got a split of special into special attack and special defense. So uh, now all those psychic Pokemon that had huge specials to be able to work for their special moves, uh, they they weren't so incredibly powerful on the defensive side or vice versa. Now now they had great defense and, and not as great offense. But And if you want to do well, you really have to know, oh, that you can't just tell by looking at someone, oh, he has high attack rather than special attack. Yeah. Um, did they also make the split? I, I think they made the split in this one too that had the uh, different moves are either physical or... Special I think moves. That, I think that's correct. Okay, so fire fire moves aren't just special moves now, but there are fire moves that have uh, something like fire fang would be a more physical attack, whereas something like flamethrower would be a special attack because that would really just be shooting fire instead of biting somebody with fiery teeth. Which I feel like I feel like special attack gets all the cool moves. Yeah, definitely. I, I def- it feels like they get the more powerful moves anyway. Uh, I mean, physical attacks has Earthquake, and that's great. Uh, getting, getting that nice 100 base damage, 100 base accuracy. Uh, but that that's not something you can... That's not the only thing you can hang your hat on to, to make yourself powerful. No. Um, and special just rolls with pretty much everything else. Um. So the red battle, we can talk about the red battle. Yeah, please. Probably one of the one of the harder battles if you if you're not expecting it, which I wasn't because I didn't have the strategy guide. I'm just getting <laughs> to the top of this mountain, thinking I don't know what. Yeah. Well, and then I just get slaughtered. Right. Uh, red was tough. He had he had some really strong things. Uh, I think his highest was that level eighty one Pikachu. It was something ridiculous. And I think they upped it in the remake. Oh, did they? I think he might be 88 now. I think he's the highest level you can fight, period. Oh, man. I, I didn't actually get super far in uh, Soul Silver and, and uh, Heart Gold. 
I uh, I think those are probably two of the best Pokemon games ever when you're when you just put it all together overall. But uh, at that point, that was they came out at a time when I was already playing a ton of other stuff. I think oh, yeah. I think Dragon Quest Nine specifically was the one that was still in my machine for for the longest time. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and let's talk about the other red battle, the the battle against the Red Gyarados. Uh, which oh, shiny. which brings yes to to shiny Pokemon uh, and <laughs> with shinies were I I don't understand the um, the what what's the word I'm looking for here the the, appeal, the, the what the appeal of them uh, yeah I guess so I wanted something stronger like the bloodthirst that people have and mut- I need a shiny Pokemon it can only be shiny. I went I went through that I'm over it now. <laughs> They, they seemed they seem pretty cool, I guess. I have but... never encountered one in the wild that wasn't scripted. Really? I bred one one time. Wow! I I think I, uh, the the I looked at the at the odds. I think it's like one in eight thousand something. Are it supposed is. to be the odds. And if you uh, if you breed a you I don't think you could do this way back in Gen two because mm-hmm. you had to breed a uh, your Pokemon with a Pokemon of a different. Foreign, like a foreign language game, Pokemon. Oh yeah. So I found myself a Japanese Ditto, bred a dozen Bulbasaurs, and the like. The the last one I did was he was shiny, and oh, I was pretty that's pumped cool. about that. I, I know that uh, the odds are supposed to be better if you bred two shiny Pokemon together, which just seems ridiculous because why? One, why would you need another shiny if you already have two of that type that are shiny? It it seemed. And it does nothing for your stats. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I I read somewhere that they're supposed to be slightly higher stats, but they'll never get to the highest of stats. And, and at that well, point, if you get obsessive with natures and all that. You're if yeah. I ever had a shiny pop out that wasn't the nature I wanted, I would feel ob- like I I trained that shiny Bulbasaur to level one hundred. Yeah, you got to. Uh, but yeah, I, and at that point, it's it's fractions of points, and it's just not something I want to get into. Uh, but... If you really want a shiny, you can download one online for free and transfer yeah. it to your game. And I think that's what really killed it, is that I, I did find a ROM one time of, of I, it might, I think it might be the original Black and White, that just has all of them as shiny level ones. And I went, alright, well, I guess I don't care about shinies anymore. Yeah. Uh, if I really needed them. I, I do remember uh, getting two in the wild. Uh, one was, the first one I got was an Ekans in uh, in Cerulean City, or right outside of Cerulean City. Uh, and I I didn't know what a shiny Pokemon was at that point. I, I'm almost positive they didn't mention it in the strategy guide. Um, but it's like, oh man, that Ek- I need an Ekans. And I caught that Ekans, and I'd never seen another one before uh, in in uh, gold and silver and i didn't know i mean i i basically knew what color they were supposed to be because i had the original pokemon strategy guide and and seen the cartoon and all that but i didn't know what color they were supposed to be in gold and silver so then i went back out and was looking for what else what other things are in there i think like a sparrow uh spiro whatever and uh i saw another ekans and it was a different color and i went oh okay that that one looks purple then why do I have this gold one? And and that doesn't make any sense. And and I Is still it gold. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was a. It's like an orangey gold color. Um, and I was like, well, that that doesn't make any sense. And then I don't can't remember exactly when it was, 
Um, but I, I learned what shinies were. I mean, I really knew that something was up when I evolved it into Arbok, and it was this bright gold. And it, like, okay, now that now this definitely isn't the right thing. With the Ekans, it just looked like it was one color off. But now with this, it is like, oh, that is from the completely opposite side of the spectrum. Well, now they have so many different forms and genders and stuff. And, like, uh, I think there's one Gastrodon. Depending on where you catch it, it's a different color. So now you can think you found a, sh- a shiny and you just have it. Yeah, Gastrodon is, uh, like, there's an East-West. I think that was from Diamond and Pearl. Uh, there's also the uh, fish, the basculin, that has the oh, red yeah. or blue stripes. That threw me off, too. There's, in X and Y, there's that uh, fairy Pokemon, uh, and we'll get into fairy type in a little bit here, but there was that fairy type. Uh, oh, Floet. Yeah, that has all no, the different color flowers. Flabebe? Yeah, 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 because uh, the evolved one's something like Floet. Um, but yeah, they, so there, there are tons of those. And then they did add, and I think it's a really cool feature, uh, they didn't add this in Gold and Silver in, in later games, though, uh, of different genders looking slightly different. And it's not for all Pokemon, but it's for some. Uh, and it varies on the, on the amount of the intensity of, of the changes. So something like, in X and Y, a Pikachu that's a female has a little notch taken out of the, out of the uh, Looks tail. like a little heart tail. Yeah, a little heart tail. Uh, Heracross also has kind of a heart uh, heart horn instead of the really angular spiky horn if it's a male. Um, the And there are a couple that are important. Something like Combi has always been important to get a female one because that's the only way it evolves into uh, uh, Vespa Queen. Uh, but then... Uh, Those four male Combis. Yeah. Uh, it was always fun to, to trade those on the GTS. And and just they'd come back, uh, or they wouldn't come back. Like somebody would actually trade for them because I guess they didn't know that they needed the female one. So you'd just get something great out of the deal and go, oh man, I I feel sorry that I tricked you, buddy, but that's just how it happens. Um, I think the coolest one for for this new generation in X and Y is uh, is uh, Litleo. Um, the, the yeah. little the little fire lion that you'll get the, the basically the Growlithe of X and Y um, the female the female looks okay uh, but the male is the one that has the giant fiery mane uh, that that really looks like an awesome lion but the uh, I think it's the the males that you can only find like twenty five percent of the time and the females seventy five oh really uh, and it didn't I feel like that to me period. I don't know how you what. I never ran into one, period. I don't know how. Uh, they are in the... Uh, they're really early. They're on the road between Victory Road and one of the... Like, the first or second city. The second okay. city. Um, so you wouldn't... You don't have to go down that route ever. But if you did, that's where you get one. I, that's the only place. Um, and I had to grind a lot to find uh, a male Litleo. Because I didn't, I didn't even think about it. You face, you face one real early, or somebody, uh, somebody shows you one. I can't remember. I, maybe it was the guy from Team Flare, who uh, you meet really early, and and he has one. I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's what mine's going to turn into. I definitely have to grind this up now. And yeah. uh, it's like, oh wait, mine looks different. Oh, because mine's a female. So then I I went back and <laughs> it said twenty five percent. Uh, on Cerebi when I went to that and kind of looked it up, but it, uh, 
I've got a lot of female Litleos that I had to trade away because I finally got one though. Finally got one. Most most of the time, I'm okay with using female Pokemon, but something like that, I think I'd have to get the male. Yeah, I, there there are certain ones. I guess gender bias, but I kind of prefer the male ones too. I think they just, especially anyone that has the differences, because I feel like the male differences usually. Uh, are a little cooler looking. It's most mainly because of the more angular design and, and less of the round stuff. But um, Pokemon's a little sexist. We can admit it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, was it was it you or somebody? You no, know, it was somebody else on Bitmob who wrote the article about um, about the female Pokemon trainers who would always have their feet um, pigeon toed. That I, oh yeah, that, that was I somebody was else. Like, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Megan Ventura. I yeah, followed her on Twitter, which is why I remember her name. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so just the idea that uh, kind of that Japanese idea that women should have should look like that or act like that, and uh, I guess there was finally a trainer, or it was finally a yeah the uh, protagonist. Oh, that, and why she had actual like boots. Yeah. Uh, and even before that, I think it was uh, it was Diamond and Pearl that uh, that she was just standing there and she looked, I don't know, she looked like a regular trainer and that was a big revelation. Um, but uh, I kind of the reason, <laughs> no offense, but the reason you're on here, Matt, is is kind of from your Bitmob days um, that we we both wrote for this site Bitmob.com that is now uh, gone into GamesBeat.com um, and. And so I, was, I unfortunately haven't been on a whole lot. Yeah, neither have I. And it's not because it's necessarily bad. It's just it's it's different. And I was at a different time. And when it switched over, I just didn't kind of follow it. And I feel a little bad about that. But during the Bitmob days, when when everyone was posting, especially I, I was posting a ton. Uh, I would always like your articles. You wrote you wrote some really cool stuff about Pokemon that wasn't just. You know, oh, why is this type this way or, or yeah. something like that? But you actually had really cool uh, things. Did you did you write the the really interesting fiction stuff too? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, that was, really bizarre. That, was like, that was fucking badass. You want to just tell Hunter, tell the Hunter people a little Thompson bit about that? Pokemon. Yeah, tell them a little bit more about that because those are cool. I was a little surprised that that actually was popular. Um, <laughs> I was just starting to like get into journalism because I was applying in journalism graduate programs. I was reading a lot of Hunter S. Thompson, and he had this whole style of, I'm going to go here, I'm going to write what I want to write, I'm going to do a lot of drugs and get drunk while I do it, which totally goes against everything you will learn in a journalism program. Um, so that kind of influenced how I wanted to write that story because I, I, I just happened to be into both of those things at the same time, and I thought... You know, this might be really interesting co- to combine this, like, children's story in a video game with this very not child-oriented style of writing. And there's just all, this, all these undercurrents of, like, isn't, all, isn't it always creepy how the professor seems really into your mom <laughs> and he, then you suddenly go off on a journey by yourself? Yeah, and, and like, Lieutenant Surge being this kind of almost shell-shocked war veteran... Um, if I, if I remember it right, or maybe I'm just like bolting my own thoughts onto it, but, uh, those were always really awesome stories and Bitmob, and you can't find those anymore. You need to find a place to post those up. Cause, uh, I think the Bitmob archives, uh, are, are kind of gone right now. 
uh, or at least like some of it made the trip over to Games Beat, and some of it didn't. Uh, I know it was a lot harder to find when I was when I was looking for them. I found it the other day because I wanted to look at it. It's still there somewhere, but I I think I literally had to Google my name and Bitmob. Okay. Because uh, I, I know, well, maybe it was those that I found. There were definitely another uh, another series that you wrote uh, about the Pokemon metagame that I also really liked just because it was something about Pokemon, which I liked, but then uh, it was something that I'd never considered before because, again, I play Pokemon in a more casual way uh, that I hadn't even thought about how they are played competitively or how one Pokemon is just... Uh, just the way its stats are set up or the way the base stats are set up, that it's just going to be better than something else. Uh, I mean, It's I, absurd. It's an entirely different game. It's it's crazy. I mean, I, I can understand that a legendary Pokemon like Mewtwo has some pretty amazing stats uh, and, and that they would probably be better than uh, some regular, po- regular psychic Pokemon stats. But if you asked me, at least at that age, what's the difference between a level 100 Hypno and a level 100 Alakazam? I said, I don't know. They're probably about the same. And they're not. They're absolutely no, they're not. not. Um, so uh, you had uh, a series of, of articles that came out uh, about the different the, the changes from um, the metagame of Gen 1 to how it changed in Gen 2 and, and further on. I, I don't remember what you got to. I, I know you got to at least Ruby and Sapphire. I don't remember either. Was that might that have been somebody else? I was. Oh, you didn't. I'm gonna have to Google myself. Again. You didn't. You didn't write those. <laughs> no. I remember those. Somebody. Somebody wrote them. I know. I liked them. Weird. I mean, I could definitely talk about the meta game because I'm obsessed with it. But. And you know what's weird about the meta game? It's that I'm not even really that good at it. <laughs> And there are people who are. I don't know if you, have you ever looked on Smogon before? No, not at all. They're this whole. They're this huge Pokemon community, and they basically set themselves up to be the authority on the Pokemon meta game. Oh man! And it gets really hard to not just look up. All right, Volcarona, Smogon. What's a good set? And that's how you get into. All right, I've been breeding for three hours looking for a Volcarona with good IVs and the right nature. And what's my EV spread going to be like? And they the way they do it, it's like. Everything has to be absolutely perfect. And it's kind of a turnoff, but at the same time, it's a great place to read if you want to know how depraved people can get when they're playing this game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely one of the most fascinating parts about Pokemon to me, but it's also something that I completely don't want to be a part of at all. Um, I would advise you to stick to that path. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I have friends that are starting to get into it. And they're talking about breeding and doing all this. I'm just like, don't go. That's a dark path, man. Yeah, I mean, that just adds on uh, hundreds of extra hours that aren't. You aren't really getting any new content. In fact, you aren't getting any new content. You're just continue breeding and riding a bike around. And uh, I guess in this one, you're going to be doing all this super training that doesn't really seem all that fun. Um, I I've done a lot of super training, and it's. It kind of beats going to the Pokemon Ghost Tower and slaughtering little candles by the <laughs> dozen or hundreds just to boost your special attack. It's better in that respect. Yeah. But the big takeaway is that it gives you a graph and a and a bar that fills up so that you know you're done training. Yeah, that, that does seem nice. Uh, because before it was really hard to tell when you were actually done EV training a Pokemon. 
or that if you had done it right at all. But now there's a pie chart that tells you. <laughs> oh, man. Which is just amazing because you can just be a little less obsessive about it. Yeah. Um, so but let's... at the same time, a friend of mine told me today, there's if you do a combination of uh, a hold item and Pokerus, the, the virus, mm-hmm. and a horde battle, you can pretty much max EV train a Pokemon in five battles. Well, that's that's kind of cool. Which I'm looking into that, and if that works out, it'll free up a lot of my time. Um, <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about the poker risk? Because that, uh, that also came out with gold and silver. That was a new thing uh, that just kind of randomly happened. In fact, uh, it's supposed to be even rarer than shinies to, to get that poker risk to happen. It happens a little more frequently uh, in these new later games, but uh, before... Uh, that was something that it just showed up one day, and I had no idea what it meant or what it did. And it so you actually legitimately encountered it? Uh, maybe not in Gold and Silver, but uh, I mean, I, I have at least in Ruby and Sapphire and beyond. I did. Uh, I did in in Black Two. Your first time? I was like five hours into the game, and I caught a Riolu with uh, Pokerus. <laughs> It blew my mind because I hadn't even found a shiny at that point. I think Pogorus is like one in twenty thousand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. I feel like it's not. I feel like those odds are inaccurate because I mean, at least if you get on Reddit or any other site with a Pokemon community, mm-hmm. they uh, you see posts every day. Hey, I found a shiny. Hey, I found a shiny with Pokerus and it's got perfect IVs, and I caught <laughs> it with a quick ball. Jeez. And it's like there's there's no way those odds are still accurate. This many so are yeah, I, I'm sure that stuff has changed as as the games have gone on. Shininess probably. I don't feel like I've found any more shinies than I did before. Uh, but at least with the pokerus, I feel like that happens not frequently, but it happens enough. I, I know I have at least like five or six Pokemon in in X and Y with the pokerus, but I I think Which it's is just easy because, to spread. Yeah, so. exactly. It's because it's spread. But uh, can you explain exactly what that does? That uh, doubles the effort value points that you get. So say um, say killing a Litwick gives you one special attack EV. If you have Pogorus, it gives you two. Okay. And if you're holding, like, a power item, I think it doubles it again. And then if you have uh, experience share on, you get full EV, so you, even have to, you don't even have to have your level one fighting. And you mm-hmm. can EV train it. Okay. Now, okay, so EV now... training is a lot easier... But at the same time, still really complicated if you've never done it before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it seems a whole lot easier. But I never would have got, gathered any of that. And uh, and I and the pokerus goes away, I guess, if your Pokemon faints or some some other things. Maybe if it's traded. It, uh, I don't know about the fainting, but it's definitely time sensitive. Mm. So what you're supposed to do is quickly infect a bunch of other Pokemon, and then if you put them in your PC, it's indefinite. Okay. Man, that. God, this seems complicated. <laughs> I know all these things, and, and you're like, how do I even know about this? How did anyone even figure it out? Yeah. Uh, so let's let's go back a little bit uh, to the metagame stuff. Can you tell us um, kind of like what it was in the first game and how it's changed into the second generation here? Because I know uh, in, in the first one, there uh, something like Chansey has... Oh, hit points, I, I guess, is another one. So Chansey had a bunch of hit points. And and Rhydon had a bunch of attack, and Alakazam had a huge special, and I think Starmie had a big special too. Snorlax had a big defense, those kinds of things. Um, and, and they made them better Pokemon 
in the in those games uh, than than something else. Like Alakazam is a much better Pokemon objectively than Hypno was. Um, but with the um, the split of special special defense and special attack in the second generation, a lot of that stuff changed as uh, values were balanced or or things. Um, or, I mean, a cloister. I remember reading about cloister because I was researching stuff about this, and it had um, before it had a really great a decent special attack, and people would use it because it had a, a pretty good special. But now uh, with Gen 2, with the split, it has still that same really good special attack, but the special defense went way down. So the people who used Cloyster didn't really use it as much anymore because yeah. it wasn't very defensive anymore. Well, the thing about from Gen 1 to Gen 2, I'm not as familiar with the Gen 1 metagame because I feel like it it wasn't so much that it changed, but that was what allowed it to actually become metagame. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the more that the more that you're splitting these stats up, and the more that you're able to accurately like evaluate a Pokemon, that's when the meta game really starts. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, like what you said about Cloyster, I, I'm trying to think of a better example. Alkazam has still been. I mean, Alkazam hasn't changed basically at all. Right. It still has this huge special attack and a huge speed, and that just makes it a monster. Well, then now has a Mega Evolution too, which <laughs> yeah, didn't even really deserve that. But <laughs> and Me- Megas are changing the meta game probably more than anything. Since. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have a talk about Megas in a in a little bit here, because uh, I'm I'm interested in the ones that you have and and the uh, the ones that are out there and why they chose the ones that they chose because some of them some of them make absolute some are sense, very random, and then some just yeah exactly they're super random. Why why would this one get one when there are so many others that seem more deserving? Um. I mean, is there anything else from the gold and silver meta game that you can uh, remember and and mention here? Oh man, that was so long ago. <laughs> I know that Smogon does ratings for Gen Two, and I don't know how long ago they. I don't know if they did it after the fact or if they've really been a website for that long. Okay. But I feel like uh, meta game didn't really become that big of a thing until Gen Three. Okay, I can I can believe that. Uh, isn't Gen Three Gen Three is where they started getting abilities, right? Um, yeah, that is when abilities started, and that's abilities and hold items, probably more than anything, are what make what make the meta game. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, having having a Gengar was awesome because it had a huge speed and a huge special in the first in the first uh, generation, and I think special attacks still stayed pretty high in the second generation. But the having getting levitate in the third generation, where now. Uh, it's not affected by ground moves like it was before, and that takes away one of its biggest uh, biggest weaknesses, type weaknesses at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that made Gengar even better, um, and now it has a Mega Evolution, so now it's even better. And I love Gengar. I think that's the thing about Meta Game is if you get a Gengar with, say, you just randomly train a Gengar to level one hundred, mm-hmm. but I have one that's got a timid nature which raises the speed it's got a perfect 31 iv in speed and then i ev train it in speed mine's faster than yours significantly right which that, is really where meta game gets disgusting because oh, it's so i uh, i crushed a friend's venusaur the other day with veno shock <laughs> which it was poison on poison and i took out 75 percent of his health just uh-huh. because i had a bunch of evs pumped in the special attack that's 
That's incredible. That so it's there is a payoff, but it's you have to do a lot of grinding to get there. Sure, and, and the payoff that you get. Gengar loses levitate now. Do what? When Gengar Mega evolves, he loses levitate. Oh yeah, that's right. What's he get instead? Can't remember. Shadow tag, which is almost even more useful. Uh, that means it can hit. What? What can I? Shadow tag uh, prevents switching. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, is, so if, I mean, uh, does it work as like a mean look too? And then maybe switch Gengar into it, and it's stuck. Okay. I mean, does it? Uh, if I was using it in the wild, does it? Um, is it? Does it work like mean look does, where it they can't flee? I think that it does. Okay. So he should. He could also be your. Uh, I'm chasing down the legendary bird guy. Yeah. Okay. Why? Maybe you know because that's one of the one more of the mysteries about X and Y that I don't know. I've been running into Moltres all the fucking time, and it just takes one look at me and leaves. I can't even do a move. He's supposed to. What? What do I have to do? The first time you come across, you know, when you uh, the first time you have to use Surf to get across that one route, just for like a second. Okay. If you go north there, I think you run into uh, some like sea cave. And there's nothing in there, and it's a very small room. Okay. After, um, you have Moltres, too? Yeah. Because it's based on what starter you pick. All right, yeah, I picked Froakie, too. So. Yeah. Um, after he flees from you a certain amount of times, he goes there, and you can battle him. Okay. So they're basically just teasing you. That Yeah, that sucks. Because, I, I mean, I'm used to Gold and Silver, where we had the legendary dogs that would just run out, and uh, you'd... And randomly encounter them in the wild, and they would just flee. So you'd Talk have about to rage inducing. You could have those things one HP paralyzed and asleep, and somehow they'd still run away from you. Yeah, it, ridiculous. Uh, so having somebody fall asleep, but then like having to use a ghastly or something that could use mean look for the sole purpose of trying to just trap that thing before throwing tons of pokeballs at it, um, and then <laughs> hoping you don't run out because then you'd have to kill it and then restart your game. Um, that just terrible. Ugh, gross. But, but see, didn't you feel so accomplished when you finally caught it? Absolutely. And I mean, I in that game it wasn't so bad because there was only three of them. But then you got more games that started doing that, and now there was there were three Pokemon that kind of looked like Mew, and they all did that. But they weren't the only ones because yeah. then there were another five of them that did the same thing. And ah, just. Oh, God, so much wasted time just doing that crap. All for the Pokedex. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's We can give a quick rundown. We've been talking about X and Y uh, throughout this kind of stuff, but X and Y changes some stuff from, from Diamond and Pearl. The big one, obviously, is the, uh, is the graphics. So we now have these full 3D polygon figures uh, running around. You're, it's not just that top-down... Uh, view that we had. I think they did a pretty good job this time. Yeah, I the the only problem I have is in the big city, in the main big city, because I really don't oh, like the awful. way they work that camera. Um, and there's also the saving problem too that Nintendo's still kind of fixing. I know they patched it. Um, I don't know if the patch did fixed all of it, but um, just that city is terrible. It, everything looks the same. And it has a really bad camera angle, and I didn't like the big city from Black and White 2 either. No, I didn't like that either. It's just 
I don't. It's not. If you hold, I think it's if you hold B and use the directional pad, you can reorient your camera. Okay, that that's nice. Because still I, doesn't completely fix it though. Because I was doing things with like the D pad where you turn one way and it kind of turns the camera and just uh, it. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah, that that's no fun. But the rest of the game, I, I think, more or less benefits from the from the new graphics. The rollerblading's a little hard. Yeah, I don't feel. I honestly don't feel like it's much faster than running. No. Um, so I I don't really use it that often, and it's really imprecise. If you're trying to go talk to somebody, you'll it has just enough inertia momentum to just throw you off, and you'll. I was trying to get a TM. I forget what it was. It might have been Sludge Bomb for my Venusaur, and I went through this whole like landscape puzzle where I'm. You know, surfing and moving rocks around and uh-huh. rock smashing. I know the exact one you're talking about. I rollerbladed right over the ramp and had to do the whole damn thing again. That sucks. Oh, jeez. Um, so, so, yeah, it's not all smiles and rainbows, but... Um, but I, the word nitpicking means that overall it was successful. Yeah, it's actually... It's a really fantastic game. I'm, I'm not surprised that this one is getting more attention because it feels like they really made this one for the more casual Pokemon gamer. And the, uh, the simultaneous global release helps. Yeah, that helps. Uh, it helps that the 3DS is, is, at this point, a pretty huge seller and is in a lot of people's hands. Uh, it helps a little bit that they brought out that 2DS. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people were surprised that the 3DS made it to a Pokemon game. <laughs> oh, really? You always get Nintendo Doomsday. Well, yeah. On a lot of websites. And uh, you don't buy into it, but... They're always yelling for software, software. We need, you know, we need the Mario game. We need the Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. But the 3DS was really strong before this Pokemon game even came out, and even now it's just going to get even Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this is the year for, of the 3DS. Uh, you're, you're getting games like uh, Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem and Pokemon. Oh, God, Animal Crossing. And, and Zelda's coming out this next month here. Uh, you get a new Professor Layton game. There, there's just tons of really good stuff coming out this year for the 3DS. And uh, if you if you've been doomsaying Nintendo before because of the 3DS, you you're not anymore. There's I've learned that you can't predict what Nintendo's going to do. Right, uh, absolutely not. And Nintendo I mean, is so Nintendo; it's its own adjective now. <laughs> I, I do I do kind of understand where people are coming with, coming from uh, when they're talking about the Wii U. Uh, that system has been out for a while now, and I still haven't felt the need to get one. And I, I probably won't get one until Smash Brothers comes out. But I also will have to think about it really hard because Smash Brothers is also coming to 3DS. And I know yeah, I'm getting yeah, that version. Yeah. And if I already have a 3DS version, I don't know if I necessarily need the Wii U version too. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to kind of see on that. Um, back to back to X and Y. So we have these new 3D graphics. Uh, we have the new type. Uh, I think we mentioned it a little bit before. Uh, the fairy type, which is trying to kind of balance out uh, dragons, because uh, before Which dragons, it certainly does. Yeah, uh, it really, it really does. Uh, I don't feel like there are a ton of fairy Pokemon out there, uh, but there are, are at least enough where you have to think about it a little bit more. Um, so uh, the fairy type, which is uh, super effective against dragons, and dragons are uh, have no effect on on the fairy type. Um, but I'm still I'm still learning that I I kind of still oh need to, to go back and and see what the type advantages and disadvantages are 
Because sometimes I feel like, well, yeah, I should be able to use a fighting move on this Jigglypuff because I've always used fighting moves on Jigglypuffs and they've always died. But for some reason, it's not super effective anymore. And that's because fighting moves do half damage against fairies. I don't know. There are two in particular. Uh, Klefki and Mawile um, are both steel and fairy, which means good luck killing them. Yeah. I mean, fire fire's the only way. That's about it. Um, but it's... Yeah. Everyone joked about, hey, this Pokemon is a keychain, but I had I had some problems <laughs> with that throughout the game. Um, uh, we we got 68 new Pokemon. You mentioned Klefki. Uh, so 68, and that doesn't include the Mega Evolutions, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I, I can't remember how many Mega Evolutions are there are, but it's something like somewhere between 10 and 20, I think. Some more leaked the other day, too. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently, uh, I, don't, I don't know how confirmed it is. Because it hasn't been on Cerebi, but Cerebi doesn't really post leaks that uh-huh. much. Um, but Reddit seemed to confirm it as real. Uh, Latios and Latius. Okay. Are gonna, they don't know how this is going to be distributed. This was some hacker who, like, broke into the game somehow and was posting screenshots that looked pretty legitimate. So the idea is that all they would need to do, I guess, would be through, like, the mystery gift or something like that. They could Mystery dis- gift or DLC or something. Sure. They could distribute new items. Maybe those Pokemon are even in the code right now. Uh, yeah, that's how he was able to find them. He found the uh, some new legendaries as well. That's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Now, now I feel like there's a reason to keep playing that game because uh, we had talked about it a little bit before the podcast. Uh, we've we've both beaten the Elite Four. There doesn't seem to be a whole hell of a lot to do after. Uh, if you're not into breeding and competitive battling, there's really not. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't feel with, uh, I mean, I didn't feel that in Diamond and Pearl or uh, Black and White. Uh, I I still played those games for a really long time uh, and still did some things. Um, and I, I'm not feeling that so much uh, in this one. Uh, and, and the Elite Four is a really, like before, especially in Diamond and Pearl, I played Diamond more than any other Pokemon game. Uh, and all I did... I'm sure half of my hours, at least half of my hours, are just grinding through the Elite Four. Oh, hundreds of times. And it's because it was so streamlined. It was so easy to just go through and fight those guys. There wasn't a whole lot of pomp and circumstance, but there is all of that in in this one. And Black and White, too. Um, Black and White as well. Um, I can't remember if Black and White 2 had the same ridiculousness, but... um, but you have to go in, and they make such a big deal about opening different doors. And it's great that oh. you can take them on in any order now, but uh, they're, they're just these little cutscenes every time of showing two giant swords come down from the ceiling. And oh, bugs the hell out of me. everybody wants to talk to you a little bit longer than they need to, and I can't just keep moving forward. Um, so it's, it's just taking up all this extra time that I really don't feel like it needs to, needs to have if grinding the elite four is really the only thing you can do after you beat the game um but maybe maybe some of these items will will show up and and make things a little different well Uh, this is the first time since really red and blue that i've had more than one or two other friends that were playing the game that's a good point they're they're definitely at least half a dozen in my like social circle that were actively playing it so we're all just building teams basically to crush each other that's pretty cool uh, I had I had a couple friends in high school that would play, uh, just whenever the new one came out, we'd we'd play whatever that was, and and wouldn't battle a whole lot. We'd trade a little bit, uh, but it was mainly just 
hey, did you find the thing that was over here? And, oh, did you know that you could go in here? And, hey, I've got an extra one of these fossils. Do you need it? Because uh, you would go to the underground. Man, I missed the underground. That was such a cool thing. It was pretty cool having your own little fort down there. Yeah, just grinding heart scales and finding... Do you remember, do you remember having to get Spiritomb? Yeah. God. Well, what did you What did you have to do? It was something ridiculous. It had something to do with the underground. Yeah, it? you. that's where you had to get the rocks that I guess would be the base of whatever that Pokemon is. And then you had to take it to uh, that other ghosty rock thing, whatever, in one specific town. And then they'd show up, I think. Something like that. Some, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm not completely oh, right. Oh, here it is. Enter the underground and talk to other players 32 times. That Yeah, that's, that's just dumb. And it, it wasn't even really a great Pokemon. I, he, I guess he had no type disadvantage, which is great, but... Ugh. Yeah. He does now, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, I guess Fairy takes care of that. Because Fairy's good against Dark? Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, two, two times normal damage. So, yeah, something like uh, Sableye and, and Spiritomb aren't even as good as they used to be. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a Pokemon anymore that has no type disadvantage. Electros. What is, what is he? He's he is an eel, and he is pure electric type, and he has levitate. Ah, yep, that would do it. So there you go. Well, and I mean, there are ways of stopping that too. There are ways of uh, bringing Pokemon who have levitate down, or, or taking away their uh, levitate power. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that would be an extra process that probably most people won't do. Um, so yeah, that that that'd be the one then. Um, but, um, let's see, other things new in X and Y, we, we talked a little bit about super training, I feel like we kind of covered that, uh, there's also wonder trading, which I think is honestly my favorite part about, uh, Pokemon X and Y. Favorite uh, slash most infuriating, depending <laughs> on what <laughs> Yes, definitely, it's, it's the best of times and the worst of times. Uh, in in Pokemon, uh, I want to say Diamond, Pokemon Diamond, that's where they started the GTS? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, which is, the like we said before, the global trading system allowing you to put up the Pokemon that you'd have um, uh, up for, for trading to anyone in the world. And mainly, mainly you would just see that everybody wanted a level 100 Raikou uh, no matter what you were looking for. Or the thing with black and white was... Uh... People would ask, because the system will let you ask for a level 9, like, Reshiram, which didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way to filter it out. <laughs> but now you can actually do that, which is amazing. Yeah, so that's... I was looking for a uh, Froakie with its hidden ability the other day. Uh-huh. And everybody wanted either Xerneas or Velpal. And I was like, I'm not... Are you kidding me? Yeah. But then there was a filter where you can tell it that you don't want to trade legendary Pokemon. Okay, that that's really nice. Um, it, made it, a, it makes it a lot easier. And I've used the GTS a couple times in this game. Um, there are enough like-minded people who aren't crazy who will just go, you know what, I have this level 20 Kadabra. All I want is another level 20 Kadabra. We're just going to trade them. We'll both get Alakazams. Everybody will be happy. But <laughs> then there are those dicks out there that say, hey, yeah, I've got this Kadabra. I know you want that Alakazam, and I want something stupid for it. And that's that's pointless. But, well, and there's the people who get on Wonder Trade and uh, send over rodents and small birds. Right. Uh, so, so talking about the Wonder Trading, you put up one Pokemon, and it will connect you randomly to another player in the world, and 
that the Pokemon that they put up, you guys will just trade them. You don't know what it is. You don't get a chance to say no. Uh, it's just you, you throw it in, you get something else out. And it is it is the... <laughs> okay, I went to the casino for my first time uh, ever uh, about two weeks ago. And I played roulette. I put $20 down. I played a little roulette. Uh, and I ended up with the same $20 I put in. Uh, and I left. Better than what most people probably did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I felt like it was a win. I was up I was up 16 bucks, and then I lost it back down to my original 20 And I said, okay, you know what, I'm done. Uh, and I walked out of the casino thinking, what did, I, what did I gain out of this? I didn't, <laughs> nothing happened. Uh, you, you have people who just go into slot machines and throw in some money, and they get nothing out of it. Uh, and wonder trading occasionally feels the same way. I'm just throwing in a Pokemon of some sort, and I'm getting something else out. And it's it's actually really interesting to see the kind of crap people throw in there. Because sometimes you'll get something really great. That's the way I got uh, the other two starters that I that I didn't have. I got a I got a uh, I got a Tyrant that way. Oh yeah, I, that was actually I was pretty pumped about that. I, I picked Tyrant, so I forgot what the other one was, but I got that one instead. I uh, I picked him too, and then I traded it to a friend so he could breed it. Nice. And then I told him not to trade it back because I actually got it on a wonder trade. Oh, very cool. Most of the time, I'm getting well. I don't mind getting scatter bugs because I like to evolve them and see what uh, what butterfly pattern they turn into. <laughs> which is pretty cool. I mean, we didn't talk about that, but Vivalon has like I feel like a dozen different forms. That's really cool. I didn't. I didn't even know that. I knew that mine looked slightly different than somebody else's, and I thought, oh, it must be because of the genders. And I didn't even it's, give it a second uh, thought. Based on your region. Oh, that's so cool. God damn, that's awesome. That, that guy leaked the other day was there was a, uh, a Pokeball pattern one. Really? Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Oh, that's fantastic. So oh. I'm, uh, I don't know what yours look like, but I got the, uh, I got the modern pattern. It's kind of orange with some blue and yellow in there. I think mine has some pinks and blues in there. Uh, I can't. Some of you might have the same one. Okay, I can't quite remember. I, I mean, yeah, I just get the service to Ohio is not that far enough away to get. <laughs> yeah, I just have the one. Uh, maybe it's just United States. Do you know if it's different by states? Hawaii gets some kind of ocean. Okay. Sunrise sort of thing. It, it it is really cool because they do show you where the other trainers from uh, that you're trading. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's cool when you're just trading with somebody in the U.S. and you see, oh, this person's from Texas, oh, this person's from California. But it gets really cool when you're trading with somebody from Italy or somebody from France or somebody from Japan. It's seamless this time. It's not like the GTS in the past two generations. It's it's quicker. It's seamless. You can do it without having to go to the Pokemon Center and wait for 20 minutes to make sure you're going into the right Wi-Fi room or whatever. Union room. So dumb. Um, but yeah, and, and now I just, I want to have a team of international Pokemon and I absolutely can. I have a, a German, uh, Pancham and it's like, yeah, he's a, he's a big fighting, uh, uh, panda bear. And of course he's going to be German. Like cape thing. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you get German Pokemon, you get Italian Pokemon. Uh, I've got like a South Korean uh, I don't. I can't even remember what it was, but I, I know I've got like a tons of crazy things, uh, and for for ones that are at least outside the United States, 
you get a little uh, banner that's next to them in the summary that actually tells you where they're from. And so it's it's really cool to see. Uh, the problem, the big problem I have with the wonder trading, I even more than just the crap that people throw in there, it is kind of interesting to see how many, uh, I mean, the scatterbugs you see a lot because that's a really early Pokemon, uh, but there are just tons of... Uh, the same kinds of things that you'll you'll run into. I'm, I'm blanking on the the stuff that I've gotten a bunch of, but uh, my favorite one I've gotten so far. This guy's little catchphrase mm-hmm. was "Pizza plus hot wings equals smiley face." <laughs> okay, good start. He created me a Spinda, who's uh, I don't know if you've seen in his animation. He basically looks like he's wasted and stumbling around. I could did. believe that. Yeah, he nicknamed it Smash. <laughs> I was I was pretty I was like I was okay with that one. But that's my problem. Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Matt. Do you name your Pokemon? I do sometimes. You're a terrible person. I'm just gonna put that out there. I let's. I think I've named two. Okay, so you're a terrible person. Uh, I mean, I we well, we can just put that out there. Um, even though it's two, I nicknamed, I nicknamed my Venusaur Soar. No, that's not not so bad. It's not so bad, but you're still the worst person I've ever met. And you seem like a great guy, but, but you're just... I didn't do it before this generation, if that, if that helps at all. (laughs) Okay, well, you, you took a dark turn then. Something, something happened, because I don't understand naming Pokemon. It, it seems completely irrational, and I hate everybody who does it. Uh, (laughs) and so... As much Are you as sure I you're love, not as mad you haven't thought of a good nickname yet. No, honestly, it probably because when I was a kid, I named some Pokemon some really stupid things, and then when I tried to trade them up to my newer games, I had to well, live with yeah. those stupid names because they were the best Pokemon I had. Like that that Arbok that I had that was uh, that was shiny. Uh, its name was Z. That was its name, <laughs> just Z. But I had to live with it because it was a level 100 shiny Arbok, and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't get rid of it, right? And and yeah, yeah. So it's just, well, this is this is what I have. This is this is my Pokemon now. This is my life. Uh, <laughs> so there would just be some of that stupid crap, and I've just promised myself I'll never do that again. So I go one, go to the Wonder Trading. I throw in something. I get something out. I'm like, oh, man, I don't have this Pokemon. This is great. And it comes out with a stupid name. Or even worse, it comes uh, out with a Japanese name because it's in because it was a guy uh, yeah, in Japan. That and that's fine. I have nothing against Japanese characters except that I can't – I don't know them. I, <laughs> I, yes, I did take Japanese for a full year in college. Uh, no, I don't remember any of it. Uh, and it's certainly not helpful to me at this point, and because they're named different things anyway. So I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, but I have to keep this Pokemon because it's new, and maybe I'll breed it one day so I can get one with the real name, and then I can throw the other one away. Uh, but I. It's been the most frustrating part. And then there are the stupid people. Uh, I mean, your Spinda sounds awesome, and that that would have made me he's, laugh. He's staying in my box. I'm not trading him away again. <laughs> but there are just some Pokemon with the dumbest names. That why why would you why would you even trade this guy? It feels like trolling. 
It probably I, is trolling. People love to uh, people on Reddit love to name their Pokemon like R slash Pokemon for the Pokemon subreddit name, and then wonder trade it away because they get a kick out of it. Yeah, but I don't really see the appeal. Yeah, I, I have gotten a number of uh, uh, of Fennekins named Kinnikins, and. Uh, God. I'm sure you know exactly. I was, I was what. so excited when I realized my friend in the game was going to give me a Fennekin, and then she named it Kinnikins, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, you've got to be kidding me!" Uh, and she didn't name it Kinnikins. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you exactly where she got it from. She got it from the girl. Oh wait, is that what you're talking about? Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm talking. Oh, about. Oh shit! I thought you were saying that I you actually had a friend who is fictional and doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, same thing happened to me. Uh, but at that time, I'd already wonder traded and got a real Fennekin uh, with a level one with the regular name. So I just traded away that Kinnikins and went, well, see ya. Sorry to the next guy, the next poor sap. I feel like that's who... absolutely game freak trolling. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and, okay, that was that's actually the one um, that I remember the most is I get so many far-fetched named Quacklin. It's the worst. I think... Uh... I think my editor on my magazine that I uh, that I work for, I'm pretty sure he named his Quacklin too. Well, that's that's the one you get from a trade. Uh, oh, is it? It's one of the first trades you can do. Is uh, you trade something? I can't remember what it is, but you trade something that you can get really early in the game, and you'll probably already have one or two of them at the point, or or at least you you can catch one really close. And this guy's offering up a free far fetch for for whatever this easy one is. I can't remember. Um, so I did that and I knew it was going to come with a stupid name cause I played red and blue and I knew yep. ducks and now it's Quacklin. Well, that's great, but it's, so it's kind of a throwback. Sure. And if, if it was named ducks, I think that would have been the greatest, greatest reference ever, but it's named Quacklin. And even though I still kind of like the reference, I don't like it, but I did think maybe this is a super throwback to red and blue and that this is the only far fetched in the game. But it turns out it's not. Uh, you can you can catch them on a different route. So as soon as I caught a different one that just had Farfetch'd as the name, I'm trading that Quacklin away. And he's gone, but now I get so many more Farfetch'd that are named Quacklin. And I feel like it's because nobody wants these named Pokemon. Everybody wants the... They the, want their own. Yeah, they want the clean ones. <laughs> um, so. I don't even like having Pokemon that aren't listed as... Uh, my own, like in the original trainer. Really? So if my if my friends trade me one, I breed it so that it has my name on it. Okay, that's I'm weird like that. That no, that's interesting. I've I've thought about that, and there was definitely a time before I started doing the wonder trades where I thought I don't want to mess up my game. I don't want to uh, like these are my Pokemon, and it's because of the the love that I feel for them. And I don't need anybody else's hand-me-down Pokemon. But as soon as I started finding the ones that had, oh, this one's from Italy, or this one's from uh, you know Japan, and they actually still had the American names on them, I love those. Because you're going to get the, the boosted experience points for having somebody else's Pokemon. And I just like the idea of having this big Italian uh, Gyarados. And he's just, <laughs> I don't know why that, that makes me so happy. But I do still have my uh, my best friend's Groudon from Ruby. Oh, really? Oh, that's After awesome. After all these years. <laughs> uh, I think I still have my cousin's Porygon. 
I'm sure I've, I, I sure I uh, uh, evolved it into Porygon Z at this point, but um, I kind of stole that from his Pokemon Stadium game. Uh, I made that trade real quick, and then I, I left his house. I was like, oh, hey, it was really nice to see you. And then I just got the hell out of there. Terrible. I know. I'm the worst person. Um, oh, jeez. Um, let's see. Other other things from, from X and Y. Uh, you mentioned Horde Battles. Uh, with uh, That's something that you can just uh, come out and find in the wild. Uh, they're somewhat rare. Uh, at least un- uh, Oddish has a move called Sweet Cement. Uh huh. If you use that, it pretty much guarantees a horde battle. I yeah. guess I haven't tried it yet, but that's what I've heard. Um, it definitely makes it easier to find. I, I know I had one on a Bulbasaur, uh, a Sweet Scent on a Bulbasaur for a while, and uh, I used that a couple times. You, you'll find them a lot more easy. I don't think that it's a hundred percent though. Um, but yeah, so in a in a horde battle, there will be five much lower level Pokemon um, that face you in the wild at the same time. And I don't know, in, unless, it, I mean, it sounds like they're really good for EV battles because you are the EV values, but um, for just playing it normally, really I sucks. Really, really sucks. Because you can't catch any of them until there's only one left because uh, there will be a little piece of text that says, ah, oh, you don't need, if you don't have a move that hits them all at the same time, you could be stuck in this pointless battle with five level fives. For right. Minutes. And I mean, that's, that's something, uh, of course we skipped a few generations talking from gold, talking about gold and silver to X and Y. Uh, but there, there are double battles and then triple battles and tons of right. other types of that battling that, uh, that happened between those, these two, uh, generations here. Um, so, uh, we're, we're kind of getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, but since we're not going to be talking about those games on this show, I'm totally okay with that. We'll, we'll get to what those are when those shows happen. Um, but yeah, in, unless you have surf, uh, to take out all five of these guys at the same time, you're going to have to go through a lot of battling. And it feels like the Pokemon that, uh, have horde battles are Pokemon that will either, uh, confuse you. Or put you to sleep. Or they have Sturdy as an ability. Yeah. Oh, God, that's the worst. Um, I ran into a horde of nose pass, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to clear my schedule here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those those are rough. Because if something's trying to put you to sleep, they have five separate chances to do it. and ugh, Or confusing you. Any of it, just terrible. And they just well, the thing take... with Sturdy is you're not killing anything in one hit, so you're talking minimum ten turns right and a turn meaning five of them are hitting you and you sit through the animations it's oh my god and and they never do that much damage because they're they're like in their level 20s when you'd normally be facing level 40 or 50 pokemon at that point um but it just oh they're the they're the absolute fucking worst <laughs> don't i'm sure i'll change my mind when i can fully ev train a pokemon in five war battles but <laughs> as of now no yeah. i am not enthusiastic about that. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I, that's that's actually how I ended up catching my Geodude, uh, that you'd find uh, you'd find single Gravelers, but then you found a horde of Geodudes, and, and eventually I got to the point where, okay, I've killed four of them, I can get that last one, um, and, and finally got it. Um, uh, what's your, just kind of curious, what's your team, uh, your general team that you're using right now? Uh, for X and Y. 
Um, I'm kind of building a team around a theme. Okay. Sorry about the rhyming there. That's totally um, all right. I really like bug and grass and poison. Okay. And so I kind of wanted to build a very loose forest team. So who we got for this? So I've got uh, Venusaur, who's my absolute favorite Pokemon ever. Mm-hmm. I've got Volcarona, because he's kind of a moth, even though he's a fire moth. I really like him. I want him in there. Um, I'm going to use a Trevenant, which I don't know if you ran into him. He's the Haunted Tree. Yeah, no, I, I love him. Really interesting typing, Grass Ghost. That was another. Uh, that was another one that you have to trade away. Uh, but then I found a horde of them. That's that's actually really weird because I could find yeah, I the. I found the stump, uh, the his unevolved form that you can find singly, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to trade him away and hope that I get another one or go to the GTS and find one. But uh, then I found a horde of the Trevenants, and I okay. Well. I actually didn't get a Phantom until I bred my Trevenant today. <laughs> that's that's weird. See, that that's the kind of stuff I don't like. I, I just want give me the little ones so I can yeah. build them up. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, the, the grass ghost seemed really awesome. Then I have uh, Greninja, because he's a frog. I feel like frog fits with the forest. Sure, and it's also one badass-looking Pokemon. He has his uh, protein ability, too, which means that uh, his type changes to whatever move he uses. Oh, cool. Which means instant stab and de- defense, depending on what you know, you're facing and what move you're using. Definitely. So, that... so someone could use grass on you, but oops, you just use ice beam. So not only are you completely decimating them, but you're ice type now. Oh, that seems so broken. I know, I I can't wait to test it out on my friends and see how it works. (laughs) And then uh, I was thinking about a Crobat, but then I decided why not use the new Bat Dragon, so I have a Noivern on there too. Yeah, and that's a Flying Dragon, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, Flying Dragon. So he'll he'll go down to ice even easier, Uh, but he does look pretty cool, Um, and he's got like two big speakers for ears. Uh, Yeah, I think that looked kind of cool. And I'm also building a team to... uh, because I'm obsessive. I want to get the 50 consecutive wins at the battle. Okay. Maison or mansion, if you're American. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, breeding a Mawile because Mega Mawile is disgusting. <laughs> I'm breeding a Garchomp because Garchomp is just completely overpowered. Yeah. I really hate the design of that Pokemon, but it's just so good. It's just so strong. It is good. And then uh, I'm basically copying this team uh, out, uh, from this guy on Reddit who... Said he got a hundred straight wins on the battle maison. So he had a uh, he had a washer Rotom on there too, which is why I was shaking trash cans in a in a sure. ruined hotel today. Until <laughs> I realized it wasn't Tuesday. Oh shit! Oh, that's amazing. Um, I, my my list again is is changing too. Um, I've I've gotten to the elite four enough times where. Uh, I'm starting to get Pokemon that are getting a little too high level, and I need to trade them out to to bring in new little ones. What was your highest level when you beat the Elite Four? Uh, I did a lot of grinding, so it was probably something like 75. I had an 88. Oh, damn. It was insane. I got really uh, into using Vivalon, so I pretty much swept the Elite Four with a butterfly. Nice. Oh, jeez. Uh, I've got I've got a few that are getting really close to the 90s right now. Uh, but the team that I have, I'm trying. I'm also trying to just level up uh, some of my favorites of all time. Uh, so I've got a Greninja that is uh, that does me does me great. That was uh, that's my original. Um, I've got a I got Mewtwo after the first Elite Four battle. 
and uh, and really like using Mewtwo, uh, especially. How about with, that uh, dungeon, aka not a dungeon? Yeah, that's. I expected to go through another unknown dungeon to find him, and he was just standing. <laughs> yeah, there. I was just oh hi Mewtwo. Uh, all right, and I used the I kind of stupidly used the Master Ball, but it was more of a nostalgia thing of just. That's exactly what I did. You don't have to feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like oh he deserves to be in a Master Ball. He's he's fucking Mewtwo. <laughs> That was my uh, I'm getting over shinies gesture. <laughs> Normally I save the Master Ball for shinies, but I've never run into one. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't feel like spending a half hour catching Mewtwo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and this was before I saw Moltres, so I thought, I thought, man, I just need to get this this Mewtwo right now. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I'll find, I'll get the Moltres later and deal with that crap. But I just want it. Um, and I and having the the Mega Mewtwo Knight Y. Um, he looks. His special attack is insane. He looks. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic. Um, so I'm using a lot of him. Uh, I have. Uh, I don't use him so much to battle anymore, but I have an Aegislash. Uh, that's the real big reason I wanted to get a Dust Stone so I could get that. Uh, get the sweet new sword Pokemon. Um, and His ability or that move that he uses where he can switch to uh, defensive forms. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a that's his ability where if he uses a defensive mo- move or, or a move that isn't doesn't attack something, he'll switch stances into the defensive mode. Yeah. And and then if he uses an offensive move, he'll switch back to uh, the uh, the sword mode. And he has a move that uh, I forgot exactly what it's called. I think it's something like King's Shield, and it works like Protect. But I think uh, I think it uh, works every time. So it's not. It's not like protecting that you have to uh, use something else in between. Yeah. So what he can do uh, is just attack attack you, and then uh, for the next move, even though he's still in his uh, offensive stance, he can use that king shield, go first, change his stance to defense, and then even though you're faster, you'll miss him that time. And then the next time, uh, he'll be in his defensive mode before he hits you the second time. And his speed is pretty slow, so he's going to be in the right spot every time. It can just hit you with offensive offensive moves and then switch back to defense. He's pretty insane. Uh, I've been using him as my uh, catching Pokemon because I gave him false swipe. And so he's just, I go out there with him and and find, uh, you know, he just false swipes anything. As long as it's not a ghost or a rock, uh, I'm he's the one I go out and yeah, I'll just chop up this uh, this level twenty whatever with false swipe and yeah, now I'll just throw a pokeball and everything's fine. Um, so he's kind of in the box right now, even though he's like level seventy two or something like that. Um, uh, let me pull up my three DS so I can see what I got here. Uh, the Charizard definitely. Uh, getting that Mega Charizard Y is pretty sweet. Uh, and then the two that I really am working on, uh, I've got a Gengar that, that now has the, uh, the Gengarite whatever thing that makes him into Mega Gengar. Which was um, nice that you didn't have to look for that stone that woman gave it to you. Right, yeah. Uh, and since I've always liked Gengar, now he's just even better. Uh, and then Dragonite's always been one of my favorite Pokemon too. So I'm, I'm getting one up and he's now at like level 64. Uh, you find a Dratini, you have to use the good rod. You can't use a super rod. You have to use the good rod in a very uh, 
uh, in how? Where's that water? Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up because I thought he was uh, friend safari only. N- no, he's well. That's one of the ways, but then you can get him from a. Um, it's like Route 21 or 22, something like that. But you have to Here use the good route. 21, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're supposed to be able to get uh, Dragonairs with the Super Rod. I I never found one. Um, and I use the Super Rod a lot, and all I found were Polywhirls. Um, but, I yeah, I've always loved Dragonite. Uh, I really wish that he had gotten a Mega Evolution. I feel like he's a popular enough Pokemon uh, that he should have gotten one. Uh, so those are the ones I'm kind of using. I'm also... Uh, making a Garchomp, uh, just because I, I really like dragons. Uh, and at that time, I didn't have an Axu to make the Haxorus. Uh, I have I one now. A, uh, I used a Malamar. Oh, yeah? That was actually, it was actually pretty good. It's You think it would be water, because it's kind of like a squid. Mm-hmm. But it's actually Psychic Dark. Yeah, he seems he seems pretty cool. Uh, it, learns, uh, it learns superpower, which is... Is it superpower? It's a fighting move that mm-hmm. drains... Your stats decrease after that, but his ability means that any stat increases or decreases are reversed. <laughs> oh, so there's no downside to using that move. And if someone else, say, uses, like, Sword Dance, and they don't know about that ability, they just drop their attack. Oh, that's fantastic. Man, and then uh, Dragalge, I used him to the, like, Algae Dragon thing. Uh, yeah, is that the one that comes from Gumi? No, that's Gudra. Oh, okay. Um, Dragalge is a poison dragon, which is good against fairy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Uh... And I actually did use a, uh, I caught a Gumi. He was pretty good. I did nickname that one. I named him Squish. <laughs> okay, that's... I feel, like, I feel like I had to. That's fair. A little ball of goo. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of really cool dragons in this new one, um, that... Uh, that I'm looking forward to, to making more of those. Um, let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about Mega Evolutions, uh, just since we've kind of been dancing around it a little bit and talking about different ones. Um, I'm trying to remember all the ones I have. I know I have Gengar and Charizard and Mewtwo. Uh, I have an Ampharos, uh, and then the Lucario that you get through the story. Um, I think that might be it. I feel like you have a lot more than I do. Um, a friend of mine uh, trained a Kangaskhan and pretty much sweeps anything because it gets to hit <laughs> twice. Yeah, that's such... Oh, man, those seem so cool. Uh, I don't know how that's even fair. Uh, I'll have to find the YouTube video. I'll, I'll link it in the, uh, in the show notes. Uh, let me write that down. But uh, when they... Uh, when they showed the the uh, Game Freak went to the Pokemon tournament, this latest Pokemon tournament championship thing, and uh, they showed off some stuff from X and Y before it came out, and they were just talking about Mega Evolutions, and people knew there was a Mega Evolution for uh, for uh, Mewtwo because they'd seen those photos going around, yeah. but uh, they introduced the Mega Mega Charizard X, so the one that has the blue fire. And that the gray, is a dragon type the, for once. Yeah, the gray skin and the blue fire. Uh, and then they showed off um, the Blastoise and Venusaurs and those Mega Evolutions. And then at the end, they said, oh yeah, by the way, here's Kangaskhan. And everybody flips their shit uh, <laughs> when they see the baby come out of the pouch. And it was... <laughs> it got more applause than anything else. And it was just fantastic that's absurd um, 
So I will definitely find that find that video. And I love put that, that they up. don't forget about those Pokemon though. Yeah, it, it seems like a real nice way of of reintroducing those Pokemon that seem a little old and maybe a little boring now that we've had so many generations and so many more Pokemon that you know we started with 151 and now we're at 718. But they made they found a way to make number one. Uh, Bulbasaur into something a little bit more interesting. It's not a known quantity anymore. Um, I do question question the choices on some of the things that get Mega Evolutions, though. Uh, I think Mawile, I don't know, I can't remember a whole lot of fervor going on around, about Mawile, this steel and ground type. No, but I'll tell you, I train, I'm about to train one. I have one today. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, let's see what it's, its stats go from an 85 base attack to 105. And then if you use a boost move and, like, sword stance or something, it's up to, like, 200-something. Oh, jeez. Which is pretty absurd. So so maybe but, that one's just there for the competitive people. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I don't remember anyone being like, oh, my God, please, my while. Yeah. Uh, I, I could understand something like Pikachu. Why doesn't Pikachu have a well, – why doesn't Raichu have a Mega Evolution? That seems like something that fans would like. Uh, the, getting the first three starters, that makes total sense. Getting Mewtwo makes total sense. Getting Lucario makes total sense. Um, and something like Gengar might be a little on the fence, but, uh, I'm glad it's there. Uh, but just some of them, you, you just wonder, like, Ampharos? Really? I mean, I it guess... looks like Fabio, too. Yeah, it just get it's really just Ampharos with long hair. Uh, and that's, that's it. Um, I'm trying to remember other ones, too. Um... I really wish uh, they would have done something maybe with Lapras. Lapras seems like a Pokemon that's been begging for some kind of evolution to it. For anything, really. Yeah. I, I love. I think Lapras is a really awesome Pokemon, but uh, I just don't get to use it that often. Mega Tyranitar looks about as beastly as you can get. <laughs> yeah, he seems, he seems awesome. I do have a Larvitar that I just got, uh, so I, I probably build to that. Um I don't, the only thing that I'm, and it's part of it, it's just because all this information hasn't been, like, published somewhere incredibly visible yet, like mm-hmm. Bulbapedia. Right. It's hard for me to figure out sometimes what the Mega Evolutions do. Like, Venusaur gets a new ability, but I feel like he gets a stat boost, too. I, I would imagine they all get stat boosts. Uh, that just seems like the bare minimum, right? Like, yeah. isn't that what makes them Mega? Um, but yeah, you're right. There, there isn't really any hard or fast data that, uh, we can find at the moment. Um, at least not completely credible, uh, data for, for what these things actually do. Uh, I understand that with drought for Mega Charizard Y that, yeah, he makes the sun come out and then you can do some really broken-y awesome things with that. But, yeah. uh, do, I, I don't know if his power actually gets a little bit better. I know that using a flamethrower with a fire-type Pokemon with the sun out is going to be really strong no matter what it's facing, but um, I don't know if he gets a little bit better special attack out of the deal or what. And like Caesar, he just gets 100 added to his base stats, and that's it. (laughs) It still seems like I guess I guess that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, part of it is, I mean, it's kind of like adding that mystery element back in. So when it was red and blue and 
people had rumors about, you know, what you could do to get this and where you could find that. And it's kind of cool in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's going to last about another couple months. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, hey, I moved the truck and I got a Mega Caesar. Um, But, uh... The the funny thing for me is that I remember when my, I was talking to my dad when uh, I don't know if it was when Red and Blue was out or if it was when a later game was out. Uh, it was when I, I mean it must have been a little later because Digimon was out as well, and he was trying to make fun of Pokemon. And I think he'd seen an episode of Digimon when I was watching it, and he was talking about oh well you know there's next time there's going to be like a mega whatever mega super ultra blah 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 uh and i was like oh you're silly that's that's digimon and digimon's stupid but pokemon will never do that and now we have these mega evolutions that work exactly like digimon and that they don't stick around and we used to we convinced one of our friends in fifth grade that blastoise evolved into mega toys (laughs) <laughs> which of course he felt like an idiot but now it's like oh yeah he basically does yeah definitely um it it's kind of crazy um but pokemon's a pokemon's a really interesting game it's a really interesting series uh it feels like they're always kind of changing things or adding something new uh you know eevee originally had three evolutions and then they added another two and then they added another two uh, and now they added another one. So Eevee, you can, God, you can have a team just of Eevee evolutions and still and have extras. Have room? Yeah. Ah. What do you, What do you get rid of? At that point, uh, they're, like, they're just. Gonna, yeah. Well, yes. Uh, but they're just going to end up having thirteen Eevees at, or seventeen Eevees at some point. I really look forward to seeing the Dragon Eevee that they come up with. Uh, in the future. Yeah, that would be really cool. Steel Eevee and Dragon Eevee. Those are those are the ones I want. Um, one of, uh, bugs, bugs like my favorite type. That That's really yeah. interesting. Who who else do you like from Bugs? Um, I love all the Moth and Butterfly Pokemon, but they're all terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... Except for all Corona. Yeah. I, they're, it's really just because they're early Pokemon, and they like they're all ones that you get super early. Because you always go through like some kind of forest. Better, better stats, though, because I actually used him for the entire game. Oh, yeah? Hmm. So maybe they're learning a little bit that they can't make all of the early Pokemon absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always been a fan of Dark. Uh, I like the Dark-type. I like Dark-type moves. Uh, but it feels like it feels like a losing battle because they just don't seem to give a lot of great Dark-types, uh, Dark-type Pokemon or Dark-type moves. Um, I, dark pulse, I think is still the strongest, the strongest dark move. And it's, it's not even, it's like a base of 80. I don't think there's anything that even cracks 90. Um, but I, I, for a long time, I thought Houndor was the coolest Pokemon in the whole world. And, uh, and I guess I still kind of do. I don't really like Houndoom that much, but, uh, Houndor looked really awesome. Um, and Sneasel, Sneasel and Weevil, pretty cool. Uh, anyway, we're we're just kind of spinning our wheels at this point. Um, can you think of anything else that we need to talk about uh, about gold and silver? Gold and silver. I feel like we covered a lot between between both games. We talked about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would mention that uh, one other just kind of anomaly uh, for gold, or two other anomalies that happened in gold and silver. 
there was one Pokemon that's types were changed. It wasn't the first time a Pokemon's types changed. Uh, Pokemon Yellow added the uh, flying for, for Charizard, I remember. Um, or, no, it didn't add flying, but it gave him fly. I think that's right. Which makes sense, considering it has wings. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't make sense that it's not a dragon Pokemon, uh, but I guess they finally fixed that and closed the loop. Um, anyway, so I guess this was the first time. It was the first time a Pokemon's type had changed. Uh, we got Magnemite that was... Uh, Magnemite and Magneton, who were before uh, just electric, but because they have steel now, uh, they turned into uh, uh, to electric and steel. And that's happened some more over the... As as the times have changed, uh, we talked about Jigglypuff changing into the fairy type. Uh, is it still normal? Is it normal in fairy or just fairy? I can't remember. I feel like they've just made it pure... Nope, it's both. Okay. Um, so they, they seem to kind of honor the types that they were before, but then, uh, add on some other things. Um, and then, uh, one of the other interesting things is how they link some Pokemon together. So, uh, in, I mean, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan, in, in the first game, they were just two separate Pokemon that did separate things, but now in Gold and Silver... Uh, they got Tyrogue, which is... Yeah, now they're kind of a evolutionary family. Yeah, and it just kind of... It's, again, just closing the loop on something and then adding in Hitmontop that was kind of a, a, a jack-of-all-trades uh, between the, the two of them. It did a little kick and a little punch stuff. Um, so it's just... It's kind of interesting the way they link some of that stuff together, and I think Mega Evolutions in this game are another way of them just kind of making adding just a little bit more, uh, making things that seemed old, new again. Oh, uh, Gyarados is another one that has a mega evolution uh, that looks looks like... like a giant flying shrimp. Yeah, it looks really dumb, but I'm sure he's really strong, so I'm going to have to use him. Um, And the the champion, the the current champion, always uses that mega Gardevoir, um, which... Does it change it to fairy type? It must change it to fairy type, because I've... Um, It's... It's like that before it mega evolves i think okay yeah it does something because i know my dark moves weren't doing weren't doing jack to it um and that's why i had to grab two ralts so i could get one that will be my mega gardevoir and the other one that will be uh i forgot his name but the, yeah uh i think he's one of the coolest pokemon too um, he's the ultimate uh catching he seemed yeah he seems super great i mean he's he's um psychic and and fighting and then he gets you that it, uh, you can teach it false swipe and i think it has an or can learn a move that traps so you can base and you can put something to sleep mm-hmm. and he's got a really good grass move too he gets like some awesome grass cut kind of move leaf uh, blade yeah leaf blade which is a, a fantastic grass move where there aren't a whole lot of grass moves, and, and he gets one of the coolest ones for no apparent reason other than okay. he has green arms. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. That might literally be it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think about a two-hour podcast here talking about gold and silver and X and Y. Uh, we've uh, extended the knowledge that we have. Um, yeah, I feel pretty tapped out. <laughs> so, Matt, why don't you uh, give us some plugs here? Anything, any place that people can find you on the internet? Places where they can read your work? Uh, places where they can contribute to your journalism education? Uh, 
now, not really as much. Now that I'm in grad school, it's pretty much uh, writing papers that no one except professors read. I remember those times not so fondly. I am writing for a magazine, but it's campus only. And <laughs> I mostly print, so my stuff doesn't get put on the web. So right now, no, but you can always read my old bitmop stuff. Definitely. And those that can be found on uh, gamesbeat.com. Uh, I, I think they might just do slash Matt Poland, right? Or Matt dash Poland. You can... was, they made us uh, use usernames back then. Do you remember? Oh, sh- yeah, man. So, I mean, you can you can Google uh, Matt Poland uh, Bitmob and find uh, some of his old articles. Um, especially read the Pokemon ones. I think those are, are just fantastic, uh, especially the, the Hunter S. Thompson one. Those are, that's uh, Pokemon trainers are... Deck or... Uh... Something and depraved. Disturbed and depraved. Disturbed and depraved. Uh, and there were at least two parts of that, right? Oh, man. I think there might have been up to three. Up to three? Okay. Uh, but those those are really awesome. The one with Lieutenant Surge especially I, I remember liking. Um, but good, really good work there. And those are just always some of my favorite Bitmob articles that I remember. <laughs> um, well, thanks. I appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah, you had you definitely had some dedicated readers, or at least one. Which makes me sad that, like, we don't write for that site anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, that was... I know Twitter was a thing back then, but it wasn't as much of a thing as it is now. Uh, so I feel like we we were able to kind of connect on Bitmob and then move that to Twitter, where now it feels more like a casual thing. Uh, oh, absolutely. Where, where Bitmob was kind of, I need to wait until the next Matt Poland story comes out so I can make a comment. Um, or and it's just, oh, hey, if I have something to say to Matt, I'll just tweet to Matt. Um, but yeah, Bitmob was good times, and we met a lot of cool people, and uh, I'm I'm happy to have those people on this podcast and other podcasts that I've had, and uh, and even though it doesn't seem like any of us write for GamesBeat anymore, uh, that yeah, we still have this awesome community of people that, I that still are follow all of them on Twitter. Yeah, me too. Uh, people like Mike Rousseau and, and Alex uh, Martin and uh, Evan Killam and uh, Alex Cronk Young and those guys, those last two guys are, are working at GamesBeat now and Jasmine Ray and I could go through a giant list of people that... You know what? I was cracking up the other day because Jeff Grubb was like the top post on Reddit a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. That was so <laughs> random because I saw that post on Reddit. And then I got on Twitter later. I was like, oh, my God, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know that fucking guy. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and Jeff Grubb, he, he did the uh, uh, Advance Wars episode of Gamers on the Go with me. So you're, you'll see a lot of uh, Bitmob people on, uh, on, this, uh, on this program. Um, but anyway, it's always nice to have one more. And, uh, and this is my first time getting to talk to Matt at all. Uh, so that's that's awesome, and it's great to add another person to uh, the repertoire here. Well, um, when you're ready to trash uh, Ruby and Sapphire, just let me know. <laughs> okay. Uh, it took it. It's this show's been going on for about maybe a year, year and a half at this point to get to the 21 episodes. So it might take a little while. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll definitely let you know when we're going to do Ruby and Sapphire because. Man. Have you done a Have you done a New Leaf episode yet? I haven't done a New Leaf. Uh, I thought about doing some Animal Crossing stuff. Um, I'm kind of hitting. Well, I mean, as soon as Pokemon came out, my Animal Crossing playing dropped like a rock. 
Oh, I know. I, I logged on the other day, found out someone had moved out. I was like, I don't even care. Yeah, I yeah, I logged on yesterday uh, to do Halloween crap. And yeah, I handed, I handed out candy to a couple of villagers, and then I was like, yeah, I need to get back to training. Right, exactly. Uh, but I found out one of my favorite villagers is like, oh, yeah, they're leaving tomorrow, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, oh, that's... Yeah, I guess that makes sense since I've neglected this game for so long. All I but... lost was an annoying little pink chipmunk named, uh, or I think she was a hamster, named Apple. <laughs> I was like, you can go, that's fine. Uh, well, I lost I lost Margie, the big uh, the big elephant with a, kind of this big white elephant with a bunch there, of There are, I think awesome there's dozens stuff. of villagers. Yeah, oh yeah. I've, I definitely looked at a couple guides, not guides, but a couple like databases that just had what all the villagers were, just to kind of see... There's one. There's one squirrel that's called like Agent S. That really? Yeah, he seems awesome. I guess he wears sunglasses and maybe like a helmet or something. That's funny. That game. I'm sad because I put 150 hours into that game, and even my wife started to play it. But <laughs> that was basically my Pokemon holdover. Uh, it is. It's a really cool game. Uh, it is something that does definitely needs a show at some point, um, and, and maybe it still will. Maybe I'll do like an Animal Crossing show where we talk about Wild World and New Leaf. Uh, I try not to do too many shows about games that kind of come from uh, console games, since I want to yeah. kind of stay in the in the handheld region. And even though it started on uh, GameCube or, or Nintendo 64 DD, depending on where you live, um, I, I feel like New Leaf was a good enough... Uh, I think it was. I think it's the top seller for the 3DS right now. Uh, yeah. Well, no. It's definitely I, up there. It's up there. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers uh, Two. Oh yeah, I forgot about and that. And Super Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart Seven are still the top three. All soon to be eclipsed by X and Y. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that'll happen sooner rather than later. Anyway, um, you can go. Uh, you can go to gamersonthego.com. Uh, which is our new URL that we have that will still lead you back to the Tumblr uh, Tumblr page, uh, but that's where you can find Gamers on the Go. Uh, our Twitter is GOTG Podcast. Um, you can email the show, gotgpodcast at gmail.com, or go to the Tumblr and suggest games or uh, suggest games that you'd like to see on a future episode. Uh, I can't remember what the Facebook is. I'm, I'm sure it's just facebook.com slash gotgpodcast. Um, and and you can go and, and find stuff there. Matt, do you uh, care to give out your Twitter handle? Uh, I think it's just at Matthew Poland. Okay. Actually. Cool. Uh, well, I will. Uh, I mean, I'll find it out and put it up in the show notes too. Um, but Matt, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm sure you had better things to do than talk about Pokemon for two hours. It but... was talk about Pokemon or sit and hatch Pokemon. <laughs> it was a welcome break. Uh, well, yeah. I mean. I... God, I, I have the whole weekend ahead of me, and most of it will be dominated by playing Pokemon. Uh, so wait while it lasts before the guilt sets in. Yeah, oh man, that guilt will come real soon, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, and I'll be sure to talk to you uh, real soon, and the rest of you guys even sooner when we uh, bring out our new episode, which I don't know what it'll be on. Uh, this is the last one I kind of had scheduled, so we'll do something... If something grabs my attention, or maybe that Animal Crossing one, and or maybe I'll just look through the archive of games that I want to talk about and, and see who's available. But we'll find somebody. We'll find some game. There are always cool and old games that are out there. Um, so yeah, anyway. Thanks, Matt, for coming on, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hey.